Welcome to Incubator by Planet Ant Podcasts. My name is Mike McGettigan, executive producer of the network. At Planet Ant, we pride ourselves on exploring new talent and bringing new voices to the stage. So we're bringing that to the world of podcasting. We'll regularly feature six-episode short-run series commissioned exclusively for the Incubator podcast. Some of these might become full-run podcasts of their own, and some might just stay within what we're doing here. Incubator. Stick around. You might like what's next. That's my shit. That's my shit. Yeah. That's my shit. That's my shit. That's my shit. That's my shit. Shit. Hello. Hello. What's up? Greetings. Welcome to episode four of That's My Shit. I'm Jeff Horst. I'm Esther Navarez. And uh, on this podcast, we watch each other's stuff, uh, shit, if you will. No, uh, movies or television shows or whatnots that we each grew up with that the other person has pretty much no idea about and, and watch uh, it in real time and, and there's a lot of it because we have a bit of an age gap in our relationship so there is a gap in the television that we grew up watching as well yeah forever i was like oh you need to watch this you need to watch that and it turned into we should just record this because it's too weird and we could do it's it forever fun. yeah there's no limit to our shit that we haven't seen of each other's and uh, yeah, watch it along with us if you want. Watch watch the movies and shows, or just reminisce about the time when you saw it for yourself as a child. Today's episode covers the uh, Esther's shit. Yeah. Today's today's episode covers Esther's shit of the movie Nine to Five with Dolly Parton yeah. and others. I'm um, I'm representing for the Generation X's of the world right now, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and finally, who doesn't love Dolly Parton? I feel like she, she there's a lull sometimes in the world of who loves Dolly Parton. <laughs> right now, she's on the come up again for yeah. I don't know how long. I, I don't know how people forget about her sometimes, and then the <laughs> people will discover her. Do you know, like Dolly Parton's actually really good. So anyway. Nine to five. And we also have Jeff's shit. Which was the show Goosebumps. Yeah. So what we do is we don't know what we're going to watch, but each other picked right when we watch it. So you will hear us be surprised in what we're watching. We obviously know now because it's already recorded. So yeah, we watch nine to five. We take a little break with Goosebumps and go back to nine to five. So enjoy. Enjoy. All right, this episode is my shit. Oh, and, we get it? it and, uh, all right, this is your shit. This is my shit. Esther's shit. Honestly, this has been technical difficulties that I just cut out of here. But we're waiting for this. I'm, I'm to trying turn to make on. this sound as if this is the first time every time. But in case you're keeping track at home, it's the third, I think, or fourth. All right, so you, your eyes are still closed. Eyes are still closed. I'm not good at keeping secrets. I mean, that's what you say to people. I mean, in reality, I'm very good at, at lying and keeping secrets. But the, the long story short, I haven't seen what this is. I'm genuinely curious. I would be a better guesser at what this is if I was a better listener. 
uh, I doubt that this is something that you haven't told me. Oh, told you that exists? Yes. Uh, I mean, between the, I don't know, eight years we've known each other, we don't even... All right. I'm, we, we got two days to do this podcast. I'm running this movie. All it's right. a movie. I gave it away. Oh, shit. It's Men in Black. And... <laughs> Why would that be the movie? Open your eyes. It's a black screen. Close it again? No. Open. Keep your eyes open. Open. Oh, now it's, it's still loading. I still don't know. I can cl- 20th Century Fox. Oh, that gives it away. Aren't there really only two companies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was an old school music. Is this a Dolly Parton movie? Yeah. Did she have a movie? I guess she had yeah. a movie because this, this is it. All right, that's about enough of this, that that we can wow, afford. Wow, I didn't know that. I thought that was just a song for a song. Is that a you, song for a movie? Yes, and you've what? said you've said that before. You're like I've mentioned this movie. Like you said, if you were a better listener, you would know what it wow. was because you totally have asked me before. You like, told me that the song meant a lot. And you didn't tell me that it was in retrospect to the movie. You told me that it was for the words. So then every single time I would try to pull some like extra meaning from the song that wasn't even there. Because I was like, I was like, well, all right. Yeah, you're working a nine to five. I get it. But like, I didn't know there was even further context. I told you, I know I told you because I told you that in third grade, I was in a talent show. I, I onions third grade. Nobody remembers anything before middle school. I remember everything. Everybody was just a dead baby and then they woke up in the seventh grade. You How were do you a have dead such baby. I a have vivid detailed memories. Childhood. It's so detailed. You remember preschool boyfriends. You remember your different favorite color changes throughout the years. I, I can't keep, I do. Oh my God. Okay, so in third grade, uh-huh. there was a talent show, and me and Stephanie Price and you remember last names of people in the third on grade. Facebook. I don't know a single human being that I even knew outside of my immediate family and three friends from the third grade. The other girl, I can't remember her name. I apologize if you're listening. Um, text me. Wow. Message me. Subscribe oh, to this podcast and find me. Anyway. Um, you, you don't know her first and last name and no. and her address. No. Oh, okay. But um, we did a talent show, which was us lip syncing nine <laughs> to five and acting out part of oh, the yeah, movie. You told me that. Yeah, exactly. That was acting out <laughs> part of the movie. So that's why this movie holds a special place in my heart. I think it might also be from 1980, which is weird that the last movie it did was Xanadu from the other episode. So. 1980 was a really good year. Now, I, wow, I'll have to look this up. a star-studded cast. Lily Tomlin, yeah, Dolly Parton, I, I Jane you, Fonda. I made you watch part of Frankie and Johnny or whatever the Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin show. Never heard that in my life. You just yeah. made that up. It's a show on Netflix right now where like there were two older women tripping on acid on the beach. Oh, shit. I remember that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you come out of comas. <laughs> Working nine to five, trying to go and make a living. If you high and dry, I will fuck you in the kitchen. Okay. If it's 
It came out December 19th, 1980. So, yes. Oh. And Xanadu came out in 1980. 1980 was a banner year. <laughs> Third grade was lit. Wow. I got roller skates. Man, when I was negative seven, shit was crazy. It was great. And then we moved. We were in Pontiac and everything was live. I was hanging out with Willie Black. Life was good. And then we moved to Waterford <laughs> and then all the girls were like... Do you watch Little House on the Prairie? And I'm like, no, because those girls wear dresses down to their ankles. I'm trying to watch Xanadu and Dolly Parton with her big titties out, and you want to watch some girl all buttoned up with a nightshirt up to her fucking Did, eyeballs? Didn't they live in a treehouse or something? Little House on the Prairie? They lived in a fucking prairie. No lie. Uh, and I, a little house. You know how you have like one memory of one section of what might be part of a thing? Like that's how that's how little I remember of Little House on the Prairie is I just have a picture in my head of a treehouse. A treehouse. I well And that's it. They might that's have it. had I'm a done. fucking treehouse. I don't know. Might, it was that, it was like night and day going from Pontiac School District in Michigan sure. to Waterford School District in Michigan. And the only good part about Little House on the Prairie was one character was really mean and her name was <laughs> Nellie. Why is that the good part? Because it was the only interesting part. The rest of it, they just like slept in their beds, and they then just like slept they called. All day? And that's what it looked like. I don't know. They walked on a prairie, and they like had a paw, and they're like paw. It they was had a terrible. Paw? Oh, I was picturing a dog. That no, no, you just a paw. dad that a they dad. called paw, and okay. like I don't know what happened. I think a girl went blind, but there was a mean girl, and wow. I think she threw somebody off of a mountain, like a cliff. Is this part of an episode or part of the essential plot of the show? It was part of an episode, but she was a reoccurring character. <laughs> she wasn't just throwing people off of mountains every episode. No, but that was the only interesting <laughs> you part. You said that like it was an advertisement to the show and it was just a part of it. But that well, was hey, the only interesting much, part. The so. rest of it yeah. was super boring. It would be, I don't even know what, like, I love a new dress today. I didn't know if that was Let's the same. Let's get her the like, dress. <laughs> and then... The I didn't end. know that was like Brady Bunch. That's a show about when someone throws a football at someone's <laughs> nose. Know. But <laughs> see, that like, was like is that what the show's about. And you're like, that's all I've seen. They had like episodes like so and so tattled on someone. <laughs> Let's learn about them. But at least it was a a theme like a you learned a lesson today. That's like on to be South a Park at cartoon the end. show. That's not supposed to be uh, right, right, but. But Little House on the Prairie, I swear I don't know what any of the episodes were about. Uh, about mm. Like, literally nothing happened. I think they just sat there. Mm. So, all right. But I hey, haven't seen... What's the name of this? Nine to Five. Oh, this is called Nine to Five? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm so sorry. You, you got No, really... I thought that you knew that I knew the name of the, the song. song. I didn't know that oh, the I song... Oh, because I was like, there's a movie of it. it. Okay, yeah, I, I thought it was inspired by. I didn't know they went okay. by the same name. I didn't know this was just Eight Mile. This was just the way that every artist. Oh yeah, does it's not lose song. yourself from Eight Mile. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't watched this since I don't know when. So since you were seven, I don't know. Or eight, and I was negative seven. I think I watched it since then, but I don't remember when. I don't know. If I don't know if it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, or what. I know um, right before the pandemic, 
I was going to go watch Lily Tomlin, who's in this movie, um, put her handprints in the Chinese theater. And I'm mm-hmm. really mad it got canceled because yeah. of COVID. So <laughs> this is just ruins damn it everything. All. Yeah. It might be the worst thing. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, let's watch. Let's watch it. That's my shit. That's my shit. Yeah. We're back. We are back. Wow. I'm sorry. I only know how to sound like Mark Norman when I come back from a podcast. We're back. When wow. you come back from a break. Wow. Well, come back from a podcast. Yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on. We have to turn off the fan. Fan break. What about the other fan? Sure. It's a two fan trip. Walk in the bed in the fucking in the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and I'm wrapped on a coffee now. She drinks coffee every morning but doesn't talk about the shit. And afterwards, that's the most consistent part of coffee. Taking a shit in the morning after you drink your coffee. It's gonna happen no matter how much coffee. All right. So I guess I'll say what was your impression so far? We watched the first 20 minutes of 9 to 5. Uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Uh, let's let's just get right into it. I'm, well, first, uh, can I just I say you're going to cut me off about the impression? Uh, you said I'm impressed. Yeah, um, I got a whole list of things I'm impressed by. Okay, but what I was going to say, just in general, is that the last movie that was my shit was Xanadu, and the acting was really you're bad, just, just from fu- what I remember. Mm-hmm. And this had Jane Fonda, and she's a badass, like. You know that Jane Fonda is a protester and an activist and all that shit, right? And I know, has been I, her I, whole life. I know that as an old woman. I don't know even know which one that is in this movie. Okay. All right. Go. Start. Uh, well, since you already took away half of my list, uh, um, the last movie acting made me forget that. I, I thought that people weren't capable. I thought they didn't <laughs> learn acting yet <laughs> in, by 1980. I didn't think that they learned how to do it. That was how bad the la- Xanadu's acting was. And then I watched this, and it wasn't until halfway into it, I was like, wow, is this a movie of good acting in 1980? I didn't even know they made those. I was, I was, I was impressed. You saw Sol- one movie, although so did I, and then I was Solid like, oh, acting. crap, I forgot acting wasn't invented yeah, yet. Yeah, fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was better than this, and they were goddamn turtles. This was better, than Xanadu, or better Xanadu. than Xanadu. Xan- Xanadu, all, all right, we can't, we can't go back to Xanadu but this acting holy shit it was, it was great it was great acting um, they looked every bit of 1980 I, I would if you well, said I, it was seven if you said if it was 1981 I'd be like that's a little advanced that's I'm gonna say that I hope I hope people listen to our podcast just because they see the movie and then they're like oh that looks like a good movie so they might not have <laughs> even listened to Xanadu the, that episode but I will say what I said about Xanadu 1980 in the 70s, people looked like hippies and like long hair, bell bottoms, all that. What you associate with like the 70s hippies were like dirtier than the 60s hippies. So anyway, dirty hippies. And then the 80s is associated with um, Miami Vice looking businessmen. Everybody like had money and cocaine. And so they dressed tacky as fuck. And Republicans ran the country and it was gross. <laughs> so... Right at 1980, they had, like, all the hippie shit, but then 
They had just gotten into lasers and like futuristic space age bullshit. Like <laughs> 1980 was the bridge between the like dirty 70s hippies and the weird futuristic technology is being invented shit like lasers uh, and shit. Computers filling a whole room. What lasers, just the old technology you're saying? Yes, the fashion. It was oh, like we're talking about just fashion. Well, you or said what technology. they look like. You said they looked every bit of 1980. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way they, I was thinking, yeah, that was the way they were dressing was to me the glasses. The, but the, it was like somewhere between the weird 70s shit mm, and the total okay. like perms and sure. weird gross stuff of the 80s. Sure. So it wasn't, it didn't get too gross yet. Yeah. I okay. think it looked better, even though these people yeah. had horrible style compared to Xanadu. Well, they, uh, okay, so this movie starts off with a nervous woman on her first day to the real world that uh, she's allowed to enter because women weren't allowed to work. And then she was married to a man and they got a divorce. So now she's ready to go into the world <laughs> and uh, as an adult. And that, 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 that's why this movie is interesting, too, is because no, I don't think I've seen a woman's perspective on this time period in any film before. You know what I mean? I don't think I've, I've seen a historical perspective or a man's perspective. I've never heard a, this is a story from the woman's perspective of sexism and the beginning of being allowed to really, you know, only recently being a part of the workforce. And, uh, I just, I just thought that was really interesting. Uh, because it of sexism was such a common part of this office. It was just, it was. Wow, I never thought about writers in that time period, movie-wise, because now I watch the Oscars every year yeah. freakishly, even if I don't watch all the movies. I don't know, I like award shows. And I there's always a big thing about how many female directors there are, how many female anything really still... And I never thought about who wrote this. I just knew uh. what it was about. And so I just looked it up and Patricia Resnick wrote this uh. story. And I had no idea until oh, now. Wow. So like if you would have said, what female uh, movie so writers when, were there in 1980? And we're like, none. Oh, so I, I was saying know. a woman's perspective. I just, I just meant through the lens of how the movie was told. I wasn't even thinking of it from the writing perspective. But it has so to that's be what you writing. Sure, I guess. Yeah, I, I didn't even think of it like that. Because, I mean, now you're saying that that makes sense, but I just meant Well, I mean, like I didn't know if a man would have... If a man would have wrote it and it was still like <laughs> the real lens period, of a woman, <laughs> then he would have had to just listen to the actors. Like he would have been sure. like, you know, hey, he, this is what you should do. And then they'd probably be like, yeah, yeah this would never happen. Can we change it? And then, okay. Because uh, just uh, it's still just going to be a dude from 1980. Like it's still not going to be a dude. It, you're saying it still wouldn't be an honest perspective. Well, if the only way for it to be honest is yeah. the actors are still there. The women are still performing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. They would have had to chime in and say, sure. like, this wouldn't happen. And their opinion, or like, for oh, it to cool. be this accurate, their opinion would have had to have been valued at, 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 at least. So there was a woman director, you're saying? No, um, writer. Or writer, I'm sorry. Okay, so another thing I noticed, uh, I noticed that about 11 minutes in, had no idea what the job was. They didn't say what the job was. They introduced people and characters of the structure of the workplace. But I'm they, still not sure what the job oh is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but they didn't. And the reason that that was confusing, and, 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 and let me say this one point of why I think that this was confusing. It was confusing to me 
because the okay, so there was a, a woman who was training the new woman. Which one's Jane Fonda? Which, which one's which one's the badass? He said, "She's uh, the trainer." That, oh, Jane Fonda. She's the one that's being trained. She's the one that's being trained. Okay, so it's her new. It's her first day of work. She just entered the workplace. Yes. So Jane Fonda was being trained by a woman who uh, she was on her first day, and she was being trained by a woman who originally trained her own boss. And her boss is a man. And he refers to his employees as his ladies. But to me, regardless of the time period, if you refer to your employees as your ladies, then that job is a job that's always been by women. That's just a a female job. I don't understand... I don't understand how he had the same job title as her at some point. If it's a job that looks like only women are allowed to have this job, I, I it's a no, very I, con- that- I don't understand what type of office has ever been like only women allowed. No, in if 1980? there was a boss, if there was a boss and the boss left, then somebody has to train the boss. So it could be a higher person oh, or so a lower person. So there's, so she may, was a lower person wow. training her boss. So I might not have even. I thought, and she, she might have. So she was training. I thought. So you're saying that he, she was training her boss. Yes. Like they, I thought she was training. She's like that's the boss now. I've known him for so long. I'm the one who trained him. Yeah. Like the oh, way that it was worded. I mean. So, but I thought that that meant like he used to have. I remember him day one. He had my job, oh, and then he's climbed through the ring. I've worked here longer. I should be the boss. How dare he? There'd be somebody, but, that, uh, the man that's worked here, twi- I've worked twice as long as this dude. Right, but that's what they meant, but and there were other I'm not men the boss. there. So however men start, like at some wow. point, women so were my, So it was more sexist than I even realized. Okay, so I thought the sexism was just in how quickly a man got promoted, but you're saying that the women weren't even allowed to just participate in this job title. And uh, the man, just a, new, yes. a brand new man, started as the boss. Okay, yeah, I, I'm yeah. on the same Women page Women weren't now. allowed to like even be, be the boss. bosses. Okay, well, I, yeah, th- or it just I, wasn't conventional from sure. what I remember from movies. I mean, I was little. So, so, so right um, now, the assumption is that Dolly Dolly Parton is the secretary of the boss man, and uh, you Jane Fonda and the woman that chained that trained Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin. Uh, so, I don't know their names in the movie. Yeah, nobody knows. So Lily was training Dolly, Darlene, I believe, in the movie. But oh, uh, see, well, there you know. Um, and Jane was training Dolly, and she has the assumption that uh, no, Jane was training. Lily Tomlin was training Jane Lil- Fonda. Lily was training Jane, and gave the assumption and started the rumor essentially. From her side of the table, what she thought was that Dolly Parton was having an affair with her, with the boss, not knowing that she's dealing with sexism as well. Yes. Uh, That she's being sexually harassed by the boss and she's not done anything with him, but because he's flirting with her in such an open basis, uh, some people, some women that work there are making connections that they're, they're, you know, aren't there. And uh, so that's where we're at in the movie. I'm describing the movie. I feel like you're looking at me like, do I have a point? No, this is just the summary. I'm okay, just trying to convince cool. people. You're better at the summary. Uh, I don't. I feel like I'm we forget that. I'm going to no, be honest. I feel like you a lot of this podcast sometimes one. is me trying to remember what the movie is. And then I'm like, am I supposed to be doing this? Yeah, you're good at that. You're the summary. Okay. 
Before you go any further, though, I want to mention that the beginning was the entire song, and I don't remember the last time I watched a movie where the beginning was just an entire song. It was like a music video. Wait, the beginning of this whole movie was the yeah. The whole movie was the, the song first three nine minutes. Five. Was, was the whole song? How did I miss that? You were trying to write notes. Oh. We write notes while we do this oh, podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. And I didn't. And under, during I didn't know the beginning, what was going on at first, actually, the whole time that there was music, I just assumed that that meant this is unimportant stuff. It's not important. Usually, but in it most was movies, just weird it's just, that to me it was weird that it was the whole song. Yeah, it seemed a little long for that, but and then that's when I started to question if I missed something important because I was like, this is three minutes in, and I'm still just watching a lady walk down a sidewalk. Yeah, it was just. B-roll. Um, the boss, I forgot how he talked. I remember him as a mm-hmm. character, but the whole like sports metaphors. Oh my oh, God. Man. I've that had was so bosses much, that was so funny. that use sports metaphors. And I just now like put together the weird sexism of women traditionally weren't into sports. Now, of course, you know, I don't know the percentage of how many women are into sports, but at the time when Women were just getting in the workplace. I feel like it was like a like literal boys club. Like that's probably where all the sports yeah. metaphors came from. Like, oh, let's well, keep that, the it was ladies out guys, of this. Whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it was intentional. It, I think it was. Uh, it's just. I mean, there I, weren't that women mentality to, of like it's a team. Oh, I mean, it, and if it, it's it, a intentional team, in that way, gonna, sure. But I mean, like, I don't think they were like guys. We have to talk in code right. in case no, a woman infiltrates. <laughs> I just so I don't but think I it was wonder, like code. Well, code. I, I guess, think it was just I guess what, I see how what you mean. women I, have in common. But I do wonder if it is like a life lived without men even caring. But like a boys' club in the way of like you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, we're gonna shoot that basket. Like you were saying one time that anytime that you throw a ball at a guy they instinctually catch it yeah I and you're like you i never yeah you want to throw me a ball i, I don't want to fucking you, catch a I'm ball looking dude. at you like that ball's gonna hit you right in the yeah, face because i'd be I'm a not, shitty boyfriend but you know what i'd be a good friend I'm if i were to throw living, this ball at you right now you know but i can't what? even do that. actually now that you mention it i have an ex-boyfriend who used to throw a ball at me because <laughs> we used, i forgot that was a thing because he hit me in the face before <laughs> and he was like oh you weren't ready yeah and yeah that's i'm not it. ready weren't, why weren't you exactly. because i don't live ready wow. like you guys do because you have some instinct in you that is the that, tiger's gonna come and kill us that, all is that me patting myself on the back is just being a good enough boyfriend to know that your girlfriend is never ready She's not never going to be ready. No, for and that. Maybe, That's what it means. That's the only thing the question It's not means. even, it's just Are me being not ready and me being not that in sports and me being annoyed by all the fucking sports talk, but whatever. It was gross and it I reminded like me of bosses that I had who say some dumb shit like, either, we're a team and you got to <laughs> fucking cross the line and get on the basket and roll it. Do a few more. <laughs> Please. <laughs> You get a pass on the line. <laughs> Fuck the barrel. I don't know. Fuck the barrel. Pass up. on the line. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, but you, you bring up good points of just that language. Also, I had a boss who was a woman, but <laughs> she made me buy decorations for the room because they were remodeling the what? audio room that I was the audio assistant in. Yeah. And no man in the whole fucking post-production department had to decorate anything. But why? Me being one of the women, 
I don't know. I don't even know if the other women had to punished? decorate, but I felt like it was for being uh, for having taste. I didn't have taste. I don't know how to decorate. I'm bad I mean, at it. Well, sure. And I but felt the, like she wanted to like the assumption bond is a good thing. And, and so some, now you have to do an extra chore. I felt like it was just because I was a woman that she was like, "Oh, you'll totally get this. Just like find me a hook and just oh, make sure yeah. it's in this price There's range and this whatever and just like something really like cute." What does uh, that fucking even mean? And I, then I picked something because that was my job. I was like, I would rather be like mixing commercials. No, pick out this hook. And then <laughs> I picked one out and fucking she was like, no, pick a different one. <laughs> she didn't give you a reason. I don't remember. Oh, man. But, but anyway, you, but, I say that because in this, the woman had to go buy a scarf for mm. the boss's wife because she has taste. It but, is weird that but, you point out that there are so many women working in that building. I think they just fucked up and they accidentally just put yeah, there's floor of women like, for the company. Even, it even doesn't if, make sense. Yeah, I'm like, even if the man is the boss, there's only one man in the whole building. No, there was another man. They showed okay. another man. It's still not enough bosses for right, a, right. A, or, a 500 employees. I still don't there's know two what people they do. running the whole show. I don't know. It's like a company where but they do on. business. It's like oh, three kids yeah. in a trench coat on BoJack Horseman. Okay, I, I, interrupting you now. I'm interrupting you right now. You're not allowed to talk. I almost forgot. So I wanted to point out... Uh, Oh, you know there's male versions of what you said, right? Of men talking to other men with the assumption that they know man stuff. That happens all the time. It's very frustrating. You were talking about how a woman was bonding with you off of the you're a woman. You would know. Oh, you're saying that yeah, men This is me riffing off of that too. thing five minutes ago that I didn't oh, get a chance okay. to riff off of. Uh, was Yeah, men do that to me all the time. And it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating to just hear a dude just be like, oh, I'm working at lighting supply and uh, I have to just make small talk with a guy that's buying light bulbs and he drove here in a truck and he just thinks that I know stuff about electricity and somehow that's masculine. That was your job. It was my job. I forgot everything. Yeah, uh, see, that's different. That's literally what I was hoping for was to no, do no, no, my but, job. No, but no, but this is this is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about the job. It's what the, the what I'm trying to say is is the the conversation that has to be that's similar is the fact that okay. I have to make up. If I take I my tell job out of the equation, yeah, which is the whole yeah. Which if, takes out the sexism, so it's just a yeah, gender None of this situation. is sexism, exactly. It was sexism to yeah, me, sure. in my no, no, I, I get that your thing was sexism. I also wanted to tell you about a story of, how, of, of a funny tale of how many times people... Well, it's not sexism for a woman to talk to you like a woman. It felt that way because I was trying to do a job that wasn't that. And all the men got to do whatever mm. their job was. But me, as a woman, was like, oh, well, Isn't can that you what, just what, help decorate, Would that be, too? like, called prejudice, I no. guess, or something? Like, is that Because it was a woman-on-woman woman crime? Yeah. Isn't that, like, how white people... What do you mean? Are black people racist to other black people? They say that that's prejudice. So it's not sexist. It's annoying. Yeah, I don't anyway, know. Anyway, the only thing that I was equating it to was the part in the movie where he asked her to go buy a scarf. Oh, and yeah. she's like, that's yeah, not my yeah, job. Yeah, that was sexist. 
And that was for sure. He's sexist. like, well, you know what's pretty, you're better at and it. you just go buy my wife for a promotion. A yeah, you're up for a promotion, and you're gonna be that. You're gonna back talk and question. Don't you want to be a team player? So yeah, that's what I was yeah. equating it to. But you're right. It was a woman who asked me. So I don't know if women can be. What it's called yeah. if women are sexist against I don't I don't women. know either. I didn't want to get philosophical. I'm sorry to go on a tangent. What I really just have been wanting to bring up is if a man approached me and was like, you're a man, not from a sexist perspective, because I didn't know that was the angle that you were taking with it, but just from a humorous perspective of somebody just like, you're a man, you know man stuff. And then he's just like, so, you know, my my, my truck's out back and it's a, and it's a Ford uh, Ranger and I pull... Uh, you know, put the A plugs, pulling the the rope on the, the the bed frames, and I pull it on the mud, and there's mud and F one fifty Ford, and I'm just I I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't know a single fucking thing you're talking about. Guys assume that other guys just know cars. It just we have to know cars. I've never understood why a single human being knows anything more about a car other than the one car they drive. It's so expensive. Everybody's playing pretend. Unless you are rich, unless you are a famous celebrity, why the fuck would you want to learn about things that you'll own three in your whole life? You know, that's how many, how expensive does something have to be for you to own three of it and then you die? I, I just, it's crazy to me. Maybe they want to look at their friends' cars. That's, it's so, I, it just seems so lame when somebody's just like, I'm into cars. I'm like, what the fuck do you do? You stare at it? What the fuck are you going to, you're going to fuck a car? I don't understand. I don't get it. What is it? What's the, it just, I saw you, a video you, of a guy fucking a car. You just look at it. You're like, that's what the car looks like. This is so fucking lame. I, I just, I've never liked it. And people will talk to me about it and I just got to pretend because I'm like, well, I'm somehow a good employee here at Lighting Supply if, <laughs> If I pretend that I give a shit about your cars. Uh, good 20 minutes. Good 20 minutes. I was very surprised by the show. The flick. I call them flicks. The cinema. Very big fan. I also loved how Dolly Parton pretty much played herself, I'm guessing. Oh, is oh that's another note that I forgot to say. Is that's the, uh, I think this is the only time I've heard her talk. Wow. I mean, she's a singer, and I've only heard her sing. I've never seen an interview of her. I knew nothing about her other than she had big boobs, and she sang 9 to 5, and she was the only country singer that a human being is allowed to like. It's the only thing I knew about her as, a, as, a, as, a, an, as an entity. Holy shit. I knew that you loved her, so... That's I'm, wild. I can't believe you never heard her talk, because she is a really good interview. Like, she just always sounds like somebody that would be the sweetest, best person to be around. Always. like That's how she comes off in the movie. Yeah. But I mean, just like when she talks, too, she has crazy, funny stories. Mm. Like the song Jolene is supposed to be about how a woman stole her man and then yeah. she got those breast implants so that that would never happen again. Wow, that was in the song? No, that part wasn't in the song, oh, but she like, says man. that. About and I in got interviews. these fake titties because of you. I was like, man, I didn't. And then uh, she told some story. So when... she got fake tits because of Jolene? 
Whatever. That's what she says. Wow. That's the lore. And then uh, she also had a story about how she keeps her wig, like she wears wigs, and she keeps her wig by the bed. So if there's ever like a fire, she can put her wig on before she goes outside That's if she's crazy. like in a hotel or something. Do you believe that? I or is that just she's always on? She's always funny. She's always on, funny. I think. And then like, what is her? She, there's a quote where she says, like, it it costs a lot of money to look this cheap. Some famous quote she has. I don't, I don't get it. Like she looks like a like she's saying that. Her look costs a lot of money, but that she looks like a floozy or she looks like uh, like a cheap, like a cheap woman. Also, I think it's funny that that the screwing the secretary yeah. uh, trope, like in the movie, they all think. Mm-hmm. I think you said that already. That Yeah, yeah I mentioned that. The, that Dolly Parton's screwing the boss. Mm, well, no, that it's implied that she is, even yeah. though it's implied... All, but from what we've known, she has not. Right. And it, um, it's funny. That was just the stereotype all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Of, but I feel like that was, like you are saying earlier, one of the only jobs that women had was secretary. Yeah. So I could understand. I could understand of all stereotypes that being more likely to have some relevance, uh, some, some nugget of truth in there somewhere was just because, I mean, women were put in the position you know, to advance their career. There was, that was a pressure that men never had to deal with. Yeah. You know, men never had to use sex to advance their career, in, 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 in historically speaking. But, you know, that, that, that's a pressure to, that, that I, you know, I don't think men have ever had to deal with. And I like the, the technology, like the printer or the copier, like took up the whole entire room. <laughs> it was yeah. huge and it had like buttons and dials and oh, shit. Oh man, it had like 30 buttons. That was crazy. And he, he was like, take a letter. And she just had to write it out on a piece of paper. Oh, that was man, awesome too. Man, I did have more notes than, uh, than I remember. I don't remember a time I, this is what I, yeah, let me, let me, hold on. I thought I had my notes pulled up, but I did not. Wow, the boss was talking, and Dolly wrote out the words he said. Not typed, just said. I, I forgot that was a thing. I don't know, a, a, maybe it's just me, but I can't think of how somebody else writing what you say would be easier. I feel like I would just rather do it myself. I feel like I might change my mind. It just seems so unnecessary. It seems just like a, a strictly and only a power move, not a convenience and power move. It just seems like a power move. It seems like a power move to have somebody write out the things you say. And I'm like, but you could, as, as soon as you think it, you could write it yourself. It doesn't save you any time. Yeah, but there was something called shorthand. Mm-hmm. At the time, and ah. I never even saw it. I don't remember what it looked like. I just remember the memory of like hearing in movies and TV shows secretaries learning shorthand so they could write out stuff. Ah, they just and abbreviated then I think they everything. Typed it later, I guess. I think that's how it worked. Wow, it there, was, was really there wasn't weird. even like you just think an audio recorder. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like there just could have been easier ways. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, wow. I forgot about that. I forgot that there was a thing. There was a there was a time 
when people would just be like, I, I have some thoughts. Take out a pen and paper. And you're like, what? no, you take out a pen. You're the one that has the thoughts. No, I'm, I'm going to tell them to you. And when I say it out loud, you write it out. It is really weird. It's, it's a good movie, but it's distracting to watch old movies to see all those things because then I think about those things as yeah. much as I think about the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes it's cool because I enjoy, I enjoy seeing the clothes and the fashion and stuff, even mm-hmm. though Jane Fonda looks bad in this movie. Jane Ooh. is the one that got divorced or is going through divorce yes. or and she's getting a new job. It's her first time in the workplace. Okay, yes. that's Jane. And she has giant glasses and round giant hair. Giant glasses. Oh, round hair? I thought that round hair was... Brown hair. Uh, okay, I think that that's one of the two types of hair that women <laughs> had between the 70s and the 90s, right? There's curly and there's round. And that's it. <laughs> Well, that for for what would be considered normal, unless you're like goth and you have like you paint your face white or something and you have a mohawk. But like in the normal hairstyles, it was just curly and round, right? In the seventies, they had straight hair. They ironed their hair. Ah, people did. Women did. In the eighties, it was a lot of perms. So in nineteen eighty, yeah, perms. Ugh. They stunk. I'm going to ask you a dumb question on a podcast. That's a thing I've heard, and I just never... I've known so little about hairstyles, and I, I just I just don't care. It's never been an interest of mine to even learn what certain things are. I've, I've been able to recognize a perm. I might ask you to cut this out. That's how much ignorance this question is. I'm not entirely sure what a perm is. Perms were when people... Uh, you'd either do it at home or go to a stylist, and... They would put curlers in your hair so that it would form curls, but chemicals on top of the curls so that the curls would stay for a X amount of a time. time. And sometimes it depended on if you use small curlers or larger curlers. But like I would try to get like these really cool wave, big wave perms and they'd be like, no, your hair is too heavy. We have to use smaller curlers. And then I'd have a giant, round, tiny curled head of hair. It was god awful. It was really hard to get a pretty natural looking perm. Well, I mean, by definition, it's not natural. So how would anybody possibly? Like people with straight hair wanted curly hair, but they wanted curly hair that looked a Isn't certain that crazy? way. There's people with curly hair that were ironing their hair and then you that got was people the 70s. and then you got people with straight hair curling. It's just everybody doing the opposite of what their hair is. But in the 80s there There's weren't just people a lot like of people I wish my hair looked like yours and other people like I wish I, my hair looked like yours. In the like, 80s people weren't really straightening their hair that much. Like uh, the flat iron thing I, I recognize a perm in the form of a pimp. That's really the only time yeah. that I recognize what a perm is from uh, conversation. And then there was crimping irons. Oh, That's wow. a whole other story that we'll get into, I'm sure, at some point when I watch some when we watch something on this. But it made it into like triangular shapes. Mm. It was or like waves. Uh, it was bad, bad, bad. But all right, we're going back in. Going back in. All right. That's my shit. We're taking a break from 9 to 5, and we're going to go to my shit. So we're in the middle of uh, listening and watching 9 to 5, which was Esther's shit. 
And now we're going to take a look at something that was my shit. Esther has her eyes closed right now. And when she opens them, we're going to surprise her with... I can open them now? You can open them. All right. With Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Wait, I thought those were only books. They're not only books. It was also a television show. While you were young, it was a television show? It came out in 1998. Oh, all this time I thought... I don't know. Maybe I knew this at one point. I thought they were books. Mm-hmm. And then I thought that they made a movie like last year or something. They, they might have. They might have also... I think there are more current versions of, of what it is. Now, to be fair, the books were way more my shit than the show. I, 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 this is mainly just an excuse to reference how much it was my shit for books. Goosebumps is the reason I know how to read. My mom, I did Hooked on Phonics. I did. Uh, they considered me further behind. And then we went up north at a cabin and there were some Goosebump books. That were left there, and uh, and I started reading them. I loved them, and then fast forward, uh, you know, I was a better reader than all the other dumb kids at my school. So you just uh, had to read about ghosts. This is about ghosts, right? It's it's a it's a it's a scary TV show. It's not just about ghosts. Ghosts aren't the only thing that's scary in the world. Right. So I, or Dracula's I, be, or whatever. It's about scary things. It, okay. It, you can't just list two things and be like, I get it. But horror stuff, not scary stuff. Like to me, it's not like it might be scary to you. you I don't know. You you hate scary stuff. You like are gonna. It's not somebody eating onions. If right, that's what right, you're like, right. whoa! Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know what. But I mean, it's your stereotypical <laughs> scary stuff. <laughs> it's your scary, stereotypical, stereotypical scary stuff. And uh, this episode, um, I looked up IMDb to find out like what was the most well received episode. This necessarily isn't it, but this is the sto- one of the stories that I remember the most. Um, fun fact, Ryan Gosling is in this one. Oh, wow. Yeah. So even though I am 11 when this episode aired, uh, I'm not sure how old Ryan Gosling was. But this is, you know, if you want to have the hots for him as a child and feel weird. I never really liked him. Like that? Yeah, because d- you taught me that... Um, Girls like guys for personalities more than for looks, which yeah. I didn't even realize. Didn't even until realize that, and everybody fell in love with the Twilight guys, and I'm like, they are average whites. But that's because I read the book, and then I watched the movie, and that's who they were in the movie. And the, but I never even liked the wolf; yeah. he was too big. One I was, liked the scrawny one. One was yeah, the scrawny one, Edward or whatever. He's pale. Like that's He's not a vampire. even vampire. Just just technically speaking, it's impossible for a vampire to be attractive because that skin tone is less attractive. You have you need to walk in the sun to be more attractive. You're pale white, deadly white. He was he was at a he was at an unhealthy he looked unhealthy. And women I, were like, But he looks unhealthy and he looks and he loves. And I'm like, who gives a fuck? A cat loves. You what, 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 where, also, where do we stop with this logic? I grew up a goth. So uh, a lot of dudes. So you looked past. White. You looked past his vampire deadly. They were extra white. They wore oh, white wow. makeup in the face and stuff, and that was like the hot guy oh, wow. had eyeliner and white makeup. Wow. So already so, yeah. so, there was that. So we have Ryan Gosling on here. Uh, this is called Say Cheese and Die. They have every book. There was you know lots of the books rather had lots of sequels. I'm sure there's sequels to this and everything like that, but. 
Um, I looked it up, and there's like four seasons of uh, of this. Oh, so wow. they so they did a lot of them. You could have just made me read a book. Could have made you read the book. You, yeah, that would have taken a little bit too long. We're for the terrible stuff I've read. at making time to read. So yeah, yeah. we would have had to just be like, all right, what are we doing today? Mm-hmm. Get up, set the alarm for nine a.m., and you're gonna read. Me and me and Doug, me and my best friend uh, Doug. Mm-hmm. Used, used to read Goosebumps in his closet. It's just weird. As a, as a child. I know that, you've told me and, this before. And people today kind of think that he looks like Ryan Gosling. He's had his own Ryan Gosling. He was a, it's on the radio, as a Lion Gosling. Yeah, he a, walked around Detroit and pretended to be Ryan Gosling. And all well, he had to I mean, do to pretend is literally just wear sunglasses and have big dudes that look like their security walk around. He didn't say anything. He didn't lie to anybody. He didn't have like a, a T-shirt or... He, he he didn't have fake paparazzi. He just walked around, and then people were like, "Holy shit! I think it's Ryan Gosling." Oh yeah, he was in town to shoot a movie. That was it. Yeah, this it's is the, the radio talk. station. Asked the him radio to do session. This. He didn't just do this. Yeah, he's not the type own. of person to just fucking be a weirdo and do that. Yeah, no, the this was like a prank on a he radio station. He just looks station. a lot like Ryan Gosling. And so yeah, so so goosebumps is uh, this is this is a uh, episode. This is the last episode of season one. Mm, uh, season finale. Season, this is the season finale of season one. Man, how did I Say not realize this die. was a show? And uh, we're gonna check it out. All right. That's my shit. That's my shit. That's my shit. And we're back. Oh, I'm not back. I'm playing chess because Esther was ran away. She ran away, and I didn't believe that she would ever. And we're back. And we're back. All right. I have a lot of thoughts. You have a lot of thoughts. First of all, the one of the reasons that I even wanted to do this with you was because I just trip out whenever I talk to people, millennials. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes you say you don't believe in generations, but... Everybody acts like generations... Are a thing. Are a thing. Because they are. And it, but it's more... It's, it's of the time period. But That's what a generation is. No, but people put it on the people and then if you put it on the people too much more than the time period then you miss all of the outliers of there's so many aspects of being a millennial that me and all of my best friends don't relate to at all yeah same here because whenever you see stuff that was like from the 80s you're like yeah that's how everyone looked there were pe- four people in the 80s there and they all people. look like this that's what you say had- all the time there was like they only made four hairstyles and these yeah, were them that's true and there were different people though but but part of it is like 90% of the people sure. were that sure yeah so like for instance in this episode the boy, Ryan Gosling, had the 90s hair, which was what JTT had, which was what... Um, JTT? Yeah, I only know that name from... Oh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yes. Okay. I knew one child in the 90s. One. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, the band ministry. Okay. I worked with the band ministry, and the singer, Al Jorgensen, had a child, Adrian Jorgensen, which is... Uh, my friend on Facebook that I, you've I, I know, seen me talk about her before. Watch, her. Oh, that yeah. Oh, you know who he is, her dad. Yeah. Yes. But his daughter is the only child that I hung out with in the 90s. So that's how I got any reference ah. to children whatsoever. 
So she that was, was in the love. Ni- she was the '90s to you. She was the '90s child to me. You that's what I mean. So that was yeah. your reference of the '90s. So anything that she did as a child was mm. my only thing that I knew about '90s children. Mm. So like her childhood as a millennial, that was it. So she was in love with the guy on Home Improvement. JTT. Yes, Jonathan Taylor. You're almost there. You Tom- can't tell me. Thompson. Thomas. Thomas. We already said. I was going to say Tomlinson. Oh, Jesus. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> don't you dare disrespect JTT like that. So, like, yeah, you don't JTT, know his fucking name. I didn't really know his name. And, uh, but anyway, he had that hair. And so every boy in the 90s, I thought, had that hair. And Probably. This, Ryan Gosling does in this episode. Yeah. Um, so, oh, so the thing I was going to say is that the reason I want to do this is because, uh, Growing up, there wasn't really that much children's programming, so I just watched adult shit, and uh, I felt like millennials was the first time when I started having younger friends that they would talk about what they did and liked as a child, and it was all this like children's version of adult stuff, mm. because to me, this is a children's version of Twilight Zone, mm. but I feel like Twilight Zone was the first one that did this, but now I don't know. Maybe there was other stuff like Alfred Hitchcock before that. I don't know. But there was also a show called Night Gallery, and Mm. that was like the scary version of Twilight Zone. But did you ever watch Twilight Zone? Maybe. uh, Spooky, clock spin, guy sits in a chair, or is that Tales of the Crypt? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, that's a no. It's just funny seeing the version for children from... That formula, yeah. like they use the mapping of Twilight Zone. And Tales from the Crypt was like a version of Twilight Zone, too. Yeah. But like, OK, so this episode, there was a camera. There was a spooky guy. They broke into his Spidey. place. And they spooky guy's name was Spidey. They took a camera and the camera was like possessed to they didn't really say exactly what, but they took a picture of somebody and then it made it showed it was, the, like the f- something bad. The in photograph, the which was, didn't happen in real life. So the photograph would be would show a bad thing in it in the f- same frame, but it would show a bad thing in it. And then that, that thing would happen. And then that thing would happen. But I didn't know if the camera made it happen or if the camera was predicting the future. I feel like they didn't really like hammer that they, out. They did at the end. They, they said did it, at the end that it said that it first he said it predicts the future. And then it's then he, he said he intended to invent a camera that would predict the future. But what it did is it made the future bad. 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 Okay, so the camera made it bad. So Yes. That would have been great if they just made it. He took a picture of the girl and she just got fat. And he's like, <laughs> the camera adds five pounds. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> but the camera was hilarious too because it looked like, uh, you need a spooky looking camera. But it looked like Space Age. It was they even silver. Made, they made fun of it. They said it was just a toaster. That's what they said. Yeah, it was like silver with like green and red lights on it. It did yeah. not look spooky. It's not like it lo- had skeletons and cobwebs on it or anything. It looked like like 90s sci-fi. It looked like what you would see in like, wasn't there like a science show where like, it looked like Mystery Science Theater. Ah. And like the... People like those robots look like they were made of appliances. Yeah, that's not scary. It's just silly looking. It was well, like you you make a futuristic 
a fucking camera that predicts the future and makes know. bad shit happen. I you you know. do that, okay? I want to know how many Let's cameras they said no to. Like, they had a prop guy, and they were like, we need a haunted, possessed camera. He yeah. came back with, like, this bloody, like, skull, bat-looking camera. And they're, and they're like, like Too we scary. have 10-year-olds watching Too this. Scary. Jesus, You're bring it back. You're trying to scare the babies. Yeah. Come back again when you have a haunted, scary camera that also isn't scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And... That was that whole thing is just funny to me that they mm-hmm. it's a scary show, but it's for kids. So it's like, we're going to scare you, but we can't scare you too bad. Mm-hmm. So everything was just light. The, 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 the one that I almost picked, I thought that I was wondering if you would be too freaked out by it more than scary because you have weird phobias of things. Where you're like, ooh, I can't look at that because the teeth look weird. Oh, I don't like certain teeth. I don't like holes. Like, there's, it, they yeah, have a name so, for so it you, now. Yeah, it's, it's called a fucking weirdo. It should have been. There's a name for it. Should have been beaten with a, a scary book when they were a kid. Yeah, there was that's an American Horror Story season where they show like bees, like a bee's nest or whatever that's called, uh, and a bunch of holes. And then people were like, oh, I don't like that. It makes me feel weird. And somebody made a name for it. But I've had that my whole life. If I look at something with a bunch of little holes in it, it makes my teeth feel weird. Yeah. So I was keeping that weird stuff in the back of my mind of like, well, would this be, would would you even be able to watch this? Because you would be too freaked out by things that have nothing to do with what's supposed to be scary. So <laughs> uh, I took that into consideration with this. I, I still find it funny that Goosebumps is really the only reason that I could read because Hooked on Phonics did not work for me. Huh? Oh, huh? God. Uh, and uh, yeah, this, this, this show kind of holds up. It was entertaining enough. It's, I feel like you could definitely still show it to a kid for sure. Sure, yeah. I don't know if... I kind of want to watch the episodes that were rated better. But. I don't know if as an adult I would be entertained besides the nostalgia factor of just laughing at the 90s. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the things, like, they would run, like you pointed out. So they, ran, they stole the camera mm-hmm. and then they ran around the corner. To get away from <laughs> yeah. this guy. And they literally yeah, so they, just ran they around They broke into this guy's corner. house. They broke into his house to grab some shit because uh, he's a weirdo. So they're just like, let's just steal stuff from the weirdo. I didn't really understand what the prank was r- there. Um, anyway, and then they, when he catches them and then they run away, they ran away just behind the corner of the building next door. Like, like you think if you were to breaking and entering into somebody's home, you would you'd keep running until you got to your home or to some other building on the other side of town. You're not going to literally just be like, let's just hide behind the dumpster 10 feet that way. <laughs> like it was like you didn't really. So how old were you when you watched this or when it, you read the books? Well, let's see. The movie, the movie, this show came out when I was 11. I, they wanted to hold me back. Yeah, they wanted to hold me back in elementary school, not because I was behind in grades, but because I couldn't pay attention in class. But my mom went to school and basically yelled at him and said that he can't pay attention in class because nobody else in the class knows how to read. So <laughs> are you really going to yell at him for being the only kid? that They, they, were, like, they were like, well, he is a above reading level. Hey. So how well, old were well, you? I was, giving them, I was giving the audience the dog. That was the dog barking in the, oh. in the background. A uh, dog. We're not going to crowd at him. Oh, um, now my computer's making noise. It's all going wrong. Yeah, turn the volume down on the 
computer, maybe. No idea. I'm trying to do the math right now. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going down memory lane to try to figure out math. I have no idea how old that was when. How old is kindergarten? Kindergarten is five and six usually. How old is first grade? Six and seven. Let's say six and seven. Wow. Okay. Well, then this is impressive because I didn't look at. I didn't watch scary stuff until way later. I was the biggest chicken as a child. Holy shit. Like, I was scared of everything, everything. Like, for instance, in this, I thought was hilarious. Um, he took a picture of, oh, he had a dream. It wasn't even real life. He had a dream that he took a picture of his family. And then when he looked at the picture, they were skeletons. <laughs> skeletons are the hilarious. It's so funny to be like, ha, ah, you're going to die. Like, I feel like in a real scary thing, if they show, they say somebody's going to die, mm-hmm. they show like something horrific happening to them or like allude to something horrific but to just show them as skeletons you're gonna die and decompose <laughs> into just bones it just looked hilarious they just looked like they weren't they didn't even change it wasn't a pile of bones or anything it was just they were having a barbecue and then it was skeletons having a barbecue that's just silly that's just I, cute i text my mom to ask her how old i was uh when i read them um I, I do not remember. I, this is what I'm basing it on. I'm basing it on that they wanted to hold me back in the second and third grade, so it has to be before then because I got better at reading then because I was behind earlier, and then when they wanted to hold me back, my mom was like, well, what reading level is he in? And they were like, he's, he's in an advanced reading level. I'm like, She's like, okay, so what reading level is that? And she said, uh... Well, uh, it's it's the second or third. I forget. Let's just say second. She's like, well, it's a second grade, and he's like, she, she was like, he's in the second grade. So wait a second. You want to hold back this kid for being one of the only kids that's in the reading level he's supposed to be at? So you're gonna all the kids that are gonna move forward in in your mind <laughs> that wasn't gonna be held back were all the kids that can't add can't read, but they can pay attention to the teacher that they don't understand. Meanwhile, (laughs) you want to hold back my kid who's in an advanced reading level and and he's making time to climb under chairs and do jumping jacks because he's ADHD and not paying attention. Like like the fact that I was in advanced (laughs) reading and advanced math for my age should be uh, in spite of the fact that I was that I had uh, behavioral issues and couldn't pay attention should have been kept in mind. Like those are things that some kids will level out throughout life. And I think that some too often uh, we try to fix kids being kids when you have no idea. They might not be as hyper next year. Just I mean, you some things you got to wait it out. Level out. I don't know. Sometimes they tell you stories and you just are jumping off the walls and not paying attention. I don't think that's true. I think you, uh, I think real, I think I just uh, don't hold you to it as much as you hold me to it. But you also told me you have ADD, so... ADD is different than ADHD, though. I think I used to have ADHD as a kid, and then I mellowed out. Oh, and then so I got rid of the not H. running around. Yeah. All right. That might just be you're tired. <laughs> like if I was in you better shape? More energy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the patience to be ADHD anymore. Could be. You're like, I want to run around. I'm just going to play a video game and not listen to you instead. 
it and could then you be. just run around on Call of Duty and not listen. Damn, that's real. Because as soon as you said <laughs> Call of Duty, right, my brain immediately was like, I want to play Call of Duty. That was <laughs> immediately what I thought about. There you go. Call of Duty Mobile. You guys should play it. So, um, yeah, when I was that age, I was terrible at reading, but nobody cared because I went to Pontiac schools in the 70s. So <laughs> no one cared. And then I moved to Waterford schools. This is all in Michigan. And then I was behind in reading. They asked me what my favorite book was, and it was Clifford Goes to Hollywood. And this was third, this was fourth grade. Like in fourth grade, you're already supposed to be reading something like Goosebumps, something that had chapters and shit, not a child's book. But I didn't, so yeah. And I was so scared of everything. I was scared of the band Kiss. Like, I really thought that they were scary. Like, people had to take posters down. I was scared to go through the record section of Kmart. I had to, like, shut my eyes when they came on the TV and I would cry. So, yeah, I would never have survived Goosebumps. I would have died. <laughs> but in there was a part of Cedar Point uh, Amusement Park in Ohio where... You ride a train, and then there's skeletons that are, like, shooting at each other, which is just dumb and silly. And there was a while that, for a while there, I was scared of the skeletons. It was really bad. You had a skeleton phobia? Well, just, I was just scared of everything. We went to Disney World, and I is was Is that why you're still on. scared of everything? I'm not scared of those things anymore. Everything. I went through a phase. If you're listening to me, don't listen to Esther. So She's then, scared of everything. Fourth by, like... Fifth and sixth grade, I could watch scary stuff. And then junior high, I went in deep, like seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. I had a cousin that lived with us that just showed us, made us, not made us, but we watched every scary movie that was ever made. Oh, wow. From then on. So it was just a weird, I don't know why she was really into horror. So then, and now I don't really go see scary movies when they come out because it's always like, people chopping people up and it's too graphic and it just mm. seems boring to me. But there was like all the like classic when people talk about horror movies. Well, not all of them, not the super old ones, but the ones from the like seventies and eighties, those I saw eventually. But yeah, Mr. Toad's wild ride. I was scared of that. I what is that? That was in Disney world. Oh, wow. And I was like crying in line. Cause I'm like, I don't want to go. See oh, Mr. Toad, because there's a devil in there. Would this phone pick up my mom if I put her on speakerphone? Probably. I mean, it would just be in the microphone. Uh, she called me because I was texting her. Uh, I asked her, how old was I when I was reading Goosebumps? She said, you started reading them the summer going into third grade. And then I questioned. Oh, yeah, you were better than me. So then I questioned that because I was like, I thought that that was... Ah, kindergarten, they wanted to hold you back. We said no. What? Then I, th I thought. Wow. But then I. Hmm. So I feel like there's still some questions I have about my childhood that I thought. Did you not know the song? <laughs> A, B, C, D, E. Oh. That's what. And they're like, hold her back. <laughs> there was somebody I knew, I don't remember who it was, got held back because they couldn't hold scissors, oh. right? Well, well, she's still texting me. This is. Uh, first grade, same thing. Same thing they wanted. We said no. She's still texting me. So we'll keep you, I'll keep you updated. Somebody got 
held back for not holding scissors the right way? Yeah. Well, that's a important. That's more important than reading. You can kill somebody if you don't. Hold I always remember the right there way. was. What did, a, what did you hold it by the blade? I don't know why. What I don't the hell remember was who that? that was, but it was somebody I knew. Oh man, got held back because they couldn't hold scissors. They were right. just like holding it, looking at the blade with their eye, like just holding it. Like you can't move on. And there was some. There was some little kid because we used to have a elementary school, like the kindergartens had one recess area, and then we up to sixth grade had a different recess area. Mm. But sometimes, like we had a volunteer to like take care of the little kids at recess, and there was some little kid that would always run up to my friend's alley and say, "I can cut tape. I can cut tape." And that was their like. They were five, and they thought they were a badass because they knew how to use a scotch tape holder. <laughs> like, well, I guess he won't get held back. Um, so do you want me to give my mom a call? Would that be weird for this podcast? You could say no, and we can cut this part out that I'm currently saying. I mean, we can try it, and I can cut we can, it out. We can try computer. it out? Okay. Hello? Hello, Mom. You're on speaker. Hopefully this records. So Is it turned up all the way? Yeah. Okay. So what were you telling me through text just of going... And explaining my childhood? I, well, yeah, I can't do your whole childhood, but <laughs> your specific question about your Goosebumps books. In kindergarten, they wanted to hold you back at the end of kindergarten, okay? We said no. And Esther said, is that because I didn't know the ABC song? No, no, it? you knew all that stuff. You knew, you knew all that stuff. You just couldn't sit still. You always... <laughs> You always had ants in your pants, you know. I mean, you were always <laughs> a, you were always a wiggler. You were always asking questions and interrupting and stuff. Okay, and they said you knew you could count. You knew you could identify all your letters and all that stuff. Okay, <laughs> um, so I, I figured, you know, just you know, the discipline issue is their problem to deal with. I'm not there, you know, <laughs> and. So then in first grade, we went through first grade, they did the same thing at the end of first grade. They want to hold you back. I say, why? And again, it's the same reasons, okay? They said that it, you actually excelled at math, okay? <laughs> um, but it's just that, you know, your behavior was, wasn't where, what they wanted it to be. And again, I said, well, that's your issue. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, you know, we practice at the dinner table. What do you say when you, what do you do when you want to talk to, to, the, to your teacher? You raise your hand. We practiced all that at the dinner table, okay? Uh-huh. I'd send you off to school. Last thing we'd say before you got on the bus, what are you going to do, Jeffrey, if you want to talk? And you'd raise your little <laughs> hand, okay? <laughs> I can't help it if, if, you, if you didn't, if you forgot that between the bus and driving <laughs> there, okay? Not my problem. And and then I'm trying to think about those goosebumps. Is either, either I want to think that it was going into third grade. That's always been in my mind. Okay. Um, when we we went up north and Melissa had left, she read them things and she had read some of them in the cabin. My you cousin know, Melissa. Yeah. Your cousin Melissa. She had she had read or maybe it's Rebecca. I don't know. But they sure. had goosebumps books in in the cabin and you started reading one and you was hooked. And then we couldn't get them into you quick enough. I mean, you know, you, you, there was just something that you wanted to read, and, and you read them. And so, like, we'd get you the next one. I mean, you read the whole series. I don't know. I think there's, like, 500 of them or something. <laughs> um, I mean, it would, be like, it would be like, oh, my God, he's halfway through the book. We've got to go get another Goosebumps book. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. Um, whatever you wanted, you know, a, a Goosebumps book, you know, we got you one. Okay? Mm-hmm. 
um, we're watching the uh, we're watching the Goosebump show. It worked for you. That helped you with your reading. You were a little bit behind in reading. I mean, you would let anybody read to you. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd sit down and let a stranger read to you. I mean, <laughs> you just loved people to read you stories and stuff. I mean, you couldn't get enough of it. You just wasn't into the having to do the work and think and do the reading. It sounds. Part. It's the but, Jeff um, I know. <laughs> but, but once you found a book that you like, then that's all it took. Uh-huh. You know, it was that. Now, when they went, when we started you in third grade, you know, every year when we tell them no, they'd make us sign this thing that, well, he's going to be tested when he comes back. And if after 10 weeks of putting, you know, after the first 10 weeks, mm. if he isn't doing better, we're going to put him back. They'd okay. Make us do that every year. Okay. And so when you started third grade, and they did their little test. Mm-hmm. They couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, here's this kid that when he left the year before, you know, at the end of the summer, at the beginning of the summer when you'd left, you know, you was behind. And now you've caught up and went up. That you were like, yeah, because I know it was third grade. Because at the start of third grade, you were at a fourth grade reading level. Okay. And, and they... They were so surprised. He's now he's like, we don't even have a group for that. And I was like, wait a minute. And they're still talking. And I'm like, whoa, 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 stop, stop. I go, what do you mean you don't have a group for that? Well, he, he's, he's above third grade level. And I go, you're trying to tell me out of every kid, you have three grades here, three classes of third graders. Out of over 100 kids, you don't have one of them that's in the fourth grade reading level? And they're like, no. <laughs> what have you done? And they're like, what have you done? And I go, apparently I taught him. I, I, I don't understand how that is no, that's not normal. There's nobody yeah. in the high group. Out of, out of three classes of third graders, nobody's in the fourth grade level. That, that's, that means you guys have been teaching shitty all the time. <laughs> and you've been trying to blame it on my kid. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was, I, 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 I it still flabbergasts me, you know? Flabbergasts. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for chiming in and explaining it. I got some of the details wrong, so I'm glad okay. that you, uh, explained that you explained the story a lot better than I could. <laughs> You're a they great storyteller. What, what, what was that one teacher that went, um... She was, the, she was so nice. That one teacher, I can't remember her name. Who was nice? Think, you had that one teacher that just, she, she was a newer teacher, and she was so nice, and she tried so hard, and she just didn't know what to do with you because you just wouldn't shut up. Miss <laughs> Sanders? Her, no, her no. second Sanders, grade. No, no, because she's, she, this was like a lady that had only been teaching a couple years. Um, she was the one that lost um, Carrie Brown's little sister. What's her name? <laughs> What? Um, somebody lost somebody. A teacher yeah, lost a kid. Girl, yeah, Carrie's little sister. I can't remember her name. She she came home like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or something with Jessica on the bus because we watched them because her mom was working. Yeah, you know, and she had told they kept, the girls Jessica and her both kept telling the teacher, "No, no, this is the day I go home with Jessica." And the teacher wouldn't listen to her and poo pooed her off and put her on her own bus. Well, so now she ends up in front of her house and there's nobody home. She's over there on Bird Road and sitting there on her on her front porch step and nobody's home. And I have no way of going to get her. Yeah, Dad's, 
I had no car, you know. I was livid, okay. I had to knock on neighbors' doors and say, can I have your car for like 10 minutes? I got to go pick up a homeless kid over the, you know. Oh, my God. Um, So we got the kid eventually, or do we got to start looking now? Yeah, yeah. Mrs. Pieknick gave me her car. Okay. And and I went over there and got her and and brought her back. And um, the teacher ends up at my house. And she was just like, you could tell she'd been crying her eyes out. She, was, <laughs> um, she, you know, <laughs> she wanted to make sure that she was okay, and she was okay. Now, um, Southfield schools, everybody. She was really nice. I just can't remember her name, but she was the one that would call me sometimes, and I could tell that she was choking back tears. They're like, what do you do to make him shut up? I told her, I go, you know, you I'm not there. I don't know what to tell you. Tell him he can't go out for recess. You know, pull him away from the kids he's talking to. Uh, is know? that why you took away? So you took away my recess this whole time? I, I remember one. Options. Yeah, I remember there was a time when a teacher told me to stare at that clock until the hand goes around five times. <laughs> And that shit took way more than five minutes. That took an hour and a half. Just watch staring at the second hand. You're just yeah, like, damn, yeah. that moves slow. Oh, my God. It was crazy. It does. It does. <laughs> One minute is a long time when you're watching. I just was sitting in a chair with doing nothing but just staring at that clock. And then I went out to recess. I remember doing that a couple times. I remember I was I talked too much in I remember talking so what are you supposed to do? I remember talking so much in school that they put a cardboard boxes around me. There was uh, like what you would use to make a project and they used them as walls. So you would open up like a whole three way trifold Yeah, the trifold poster boards and they put them around me and uh yeah, I just I, I, I remember having those around my desk. And the the weird thing is, is that as a kid, it just makes you feel cool because you're the only one that has the car. It's not discouraging. <laughs> Did you decorate it? <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't decorate it. You should have. I should have just brought like family photos and stuff. You were just in a cubicle. I was just, yeah, they just made me a cubicle is all they did. <laughs> you would have drawn pictures of Rocket. A Rocket. Yeah. Rocket, in case uh, for you listeners, was uh, uh, I had a, an imaginary friend named Rocket who had green hair, and my I made my parents set him a, pl- uh, a place at the dinner table. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but thanks for all the info there, Mom. I'll call you okay. uh, again. Not doesn't have to be when you're on a pod um, when I'm asking you podcast related questions. Okay. But but it uh, helps. But it helps. It does help. Okay. Thank you very much for all the insight. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye. That was uh, was my mom, everybody. That was Kathy Horst. That was Kathy Horst. She knows more than us. (laughs) She knows more than me. Uh, So, yes. So, okay. So, I was right about the third grade part of it. I think I said second grade. I couldn't decide if it was second or third grade. And uh, and they gave me a trial period. The only thing I had that was even close to this scary at that age was fourth grade. The Choose Your Own Adventure books. Did you read those? Ooh, yeah, I did those. And there was one that was called Haunted House. And one of the endings was you fell out the window and died. Oh, my God. That was the only time where I was like, oh, my God. This one's scary. But besides that, I don't know. Like, I was too I was too chicken. I'm trying to remember the this. Choose Your Own Adventure books. that I w- 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 Did Goosebumps have their own? 
I, I remember there being scary choose your own adventure books. Some of them were, at least when I read them, there were some like allegedly scary ones and then some were just silly dumb. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that was it. Those those goosebumps. I'm glad that I watched it. That was my shit. Yeah, I the oh my god, the dialogue and the acting was ridiculous. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. It mm-hmm. was like, hey, is that a camera? Take a picture of me. Yeah, why did everybody? No, see, I couldn't. I don't want to. I can't decide what part of it. Well. I know that there was a lot of it was bad acting, but then I also just couldn't relate to like, like with some of it, the time period where like people so fascinated by a camera that they were like, just, you see a camera. Like, because like, if you think of this just in nowadays terms, like how insane that would be if somebody was on their phone walking down the street and you were just like, is that a camera? Take my picture. And you're like, bitch, I don't know you. What yeah. Are you I about? guess there were times though when people, if someone had a Polaroid, cause this was a Polaroid camera. Yeah. So the picture came out immediately. And that was like, Oh my God, you have a Polaroid. Let's take a picture. Yeah. And then inevitably somebody was like, Oh, this is expensive. Like you it can't does seem just like take I, tons of Polaroid pictures. It, like I do. No, I want one. Now it seems cool. Like it, it, if any time somebody had guests over, if there was a party, you should have a Polaroid camera. It's a camera. It's like your. It's like a cell phone camera, but it prints it out immediately. That seems futuristic. I know. That's hilarious. That that seems futuristic. They have those for cell phones mm. where they just like print a little picture. You can attach it to your cell phone. Oh wow. They are really cool. Now it is so weird when you can, because for a while there was this little camera that was a Polaroid, but it was tiny. I don't know if you knew anyone had, this was like 10 years ago, I think. Uh. And it printed out a little square picture. It was so small too. And I thought that was the coolest fucking thing uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. So it is super weird that I think that was the time. Like if somebody mm. had it, because he even said, oh, you don't even have to put the film in. So it was infinite mm. camera Polaroid. Yeah, everyone would totally be like, take my picture, take a picture. I think that was the way of be. saying that, it was, of like explaining how haunted it was, that they're like, this is impossible. Where does the, the film go? Yeah, yeah, they were. But then there's the other side of that is like, cool. Yeah. You just got yeah, filmed yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's For what sure. haunted cameras do. So, all right, everybody, that was my shit. We're going to go back to Esther's shit and you will uh, hear us talking about nine to five. Oop. That's my shit. That's my shit. We're back. That's my shit. We're back. So first of all, I still don't know what they do. Yeah, they. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think they thought of that until after it was too late. They're like they say it like they showed. I can't remember her name in it, but oh, Violet, Lily Tomlin's character mm-hmm. on the phone. And she just said like numbers. Like she's like, oh, I'll get that for you. 17 grams and 22 cars, four weeks. Sure, that'll be 28.75 next Thursday. Like it was like. Yeah, it was. This seems like the job. This is like the amount of effort they put into describing the workplace is like porn level. <laughs> of just like the the woman did just say numbers that was it like she literally was on the phone and was like and the numbers didn't even i don't know how they even equaled the math didn't make sense she was like oh that's you're right that's 4405.37 which brings it to 87.22 okay so that's going to be 7 and you're like what the fuck math was this and before we- when or was it 
was it this time? I think, I can't remember what segment it was, but when she um, gave the boss, yeah, she gave the boss an idea. She mm-hmm. said, um, I think we should color code the, color code the accounts. What does that even mean? Yeah. And then he said, "That's going to save proficient. That's going to say. Uh, that's going to make things thirty percent more efficient." And I'm like, <laughs> "How are you measuring that? How are you going to?" And then he denied it and said that it wasn't a good idea. And then he stole the idea and gave it to his boss. Mm-hmm. Still, no idea what they do, but uh, he stole the idea, so she was pissed. Yeah, uh, that was weird. I liked. It started off with. Uh, where is my smile? <laughs> the husband, Dolly Parton's husband, uh, was they were talking at home and after work, and Dolly Parton was talking about how all of the other women that work in the office just don't like her. And he was like, well, where's my smile? Come on, where's my smile? And then I was just like, oh, wow, this is annoying to me. Like, it's, like you hear about the sexism, you forget that it's like sexism aside, it's also just annoying. Like it's 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 all of the bad feelings. But wait, you said her husband said that? Yeah. Like Oh, I didn't even notice. He was like he was like, "Come on, just give me a, a, a smile for me. Just smile for me." He, oh, he's he, supposed to be a nice guy. He's supposed to be the nice guy? I oh, think I don't so. I don't know. This one thing I liked about this movie is that I felt like, you know how in uh, a complaint about some movies that, you know, touch on subjects of racism is that they'll have like the white hero like the white mm-hmm. savior complex aspect of things. Uh, I don't think there's a good man in this whole movie. <laughs> I, I think that this movie was just like, no, we're talking about sexism, so there aren't good men for this movie. What, yeah, what, there what, aren't what, that many men so far in general. Yeah, and they could have easily had one guy that was the not sexist one that was still funny and could have you know, brought more people to watch the movie, could have put a big name star in there. You know what I mean? Like They yeah. could have did something else with it, but... They really it focused. It would have been Burt Reynolds. It would have been Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, he was friends with Dolly. Was he? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, you they can't were in have movie you couldn't together. have that much stash in one movie though. You'd have to change the boss or something. Then. Well, he wouldn't be the boss. He'd be the nice guy. Sure. Yeah. Well, I just I just don't know if there's that much room on the screen for that much stash. Yeah. There's a lot of mustache to be. Oh thrown man! Around. I just thought of a future film. Okay, I gotta oh, come wow. back. I have heard before in real life that, oh, I'm sure it happens all based in real life, but that women haven't gotten promotions because they've been told that men provide for the family, uh, so they have we, to like pick the man over the woman because they're the one. So that we is, know somebody personally that that, yeah. that we heard a story. I heard that a story from somebody that we both know, and I was just my friend's mom, and I was just like, I just couldn't get over. I was like, wow, it didn't seem that long ago. It, it yeah, it was, uh, you know, those are things that you don't hear about a lot. I also so. liked when, um, okay, so he, the boss is sexually harassing Dolly. Mm-hmm. He is taking credit for Lily Tomlin's work, Violet. And uh, Jane Fonda, he's just a dick too because she's new, I guess, is what's yeah. up. But, and then she's just seeing everything going on. But, he tries to fuck Dolly and then Dolly says that she'll shoot his dick off. And I like that part. <laughs> I liked what I liked uh, as well in that scene was that uh, where he sexually harassed her again or he yelled at her. 
I, what was it? I forget why it brought up anger. Oh, the uh, who was the not Jane, not Dolly? Who's the other one? Lily Tomlin. Lily. Who's so, Violet in the movie? So Violet, she uh, implied in front of Dolly that she was a, a, a mistress and that she was sleeping with the boss. So that upset Dolly, and then she uh, then she made the comments about taking a gun, and then she's got a gun and she's not afraid to use it. And I just like when made up phrases are like, like I I have no idea. Like she said something like like she said, "I'll change you from a rooster to a hen." I'll ro- I'll change you from a rooster to a hen, and then it was just. <laughs> I loved it. That just, just sounds like a Dolly Parton thing. I doubt that was in the script. I think she just accidentally said that shit. I just love how quickly she said that without even like thinking of it. Yeah, that's what I wrote. I couldn't remember. I said, I wrote, well, if I was a rooster or a hen, I'd... <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember. So then at the bar, they have a joint because Lily Tomlin's uh, son gives her a joint. So, then, so they- then they go to Dolly's house and get high and fantasize about how they would fuck up the boss. Mm-hmm. But the and dumb one jo- thing. And one joint got them high. Uh, well, that, w- one joint between the three of them. It was one joint in 1980. Who what, knows what le- was in it? Less weed. Probably. Probably really? some dirt as well. What do you mean? How, why would 1980s make them less high? I don't know. Because the people in those days looked really high. But um, um, Dolly Parton. So Dolly's fantasy is they all have a fantasy based on what they've what he's done to them. So mm. he harassed her sexually. So then her fantasy is harassing him sexually, which is not the opposite at all. It was super gross. Yeah, it was weird. She she still kind of motorboated him for a little bit. She uh yeah, it was it was weird. But then at the end she's like, "Oh, she hurts him or something." So Yeah, but she lassos him. But um Oh, yeah. So she's just only Dolly Parton. Is that it? Is she just like an Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, this is what you're getting. This is the character I am. Yeah. I mean, but she's actually she's, a good actress. I'm, I know so that's she's a bad been example. In something I, I will else say. But when she was they made not her, just Dolly, I think they gave I her a lasso. Was, like they yeah. they made her a country singer. Yeah. Voice. She. Yeah. I've never was, heard her voice be different that I can remember. I know there's like a was it Steel Magnolias? I don't know. Was that another movie? Uh I didn't know if that was a song, band, drug. <laughs> but, um, yeah, her fantasy thing was gross. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you can't, that's not the opposite. For mm-hmm. whatever reason, it isn't. Yeah, I was confused. I was like, because he sexually harasses him, you, you, you're going to fuck him? Like, for a second, I didn't really know what direction it was going in, and I was confused about it. And Lily Tomlin's fantasy was poisoning him. Yes. And I like, she was all Cinderella with the poison in her ring. And I didn't remember where I got that from, but I've thought of that before. I'm always like, you know, where that when they put poison in the ring. And now I don't know if I saw it anywhere else, but just this movie. Uh, I thought it was. I've never seen it, that thought anywhere else. I thought it was like everywhere. And then I realized that nobody else knew what I was talking about. Mm, you thought everybody <laughs> just had. Uh, poison in the ring, <laughs> but then that was just like a trope of mm, probably did that Double O Seven and oh maybe who knows I'm just I know I was just guessing I have no idea I don't know what else this is the only thing I've seen it in <laughs> but I like how uh, so that led to the foreshadowing aspect of her uh, poisoning him 
So she thinks. So the after the fantasy that they have of them killing uh, them, them each like killing their boss. Uh, fast forward, and then it's the next day at work. They're all bonding over everything, uh, just laughing because they they got to hang out with each other, and now they know each other's sides. Because before they used to think that Dolly was was fucking the boss, so now they're friends, which is different. But so there was a box of rat poison that she just had in the locker. Well, she said it earlier. She said, I have to go to the grocery store and I have to buy. And she rattled off all these things, one of them being rat poison. Ah, and that box of rat poison. she also had to buy that sugar. Like, it looked like the box of sugar that he uses, which is supposed to be sweet and low. Which is crazy. But she said she was going to buy both. She She said said that in the list, so that's why. That box of of skinny and sweet? That box of skinny and sweet was, was, like, somebody should be sued. Like that looked too much like the rat poison. Like they of, did make it. Whoever like did the props was like, it's got to look exactly like it. Just yeah. put a rat on one. Yeah, it was the exact same colors. Where I was like, I, I think that that's a major issue. <laughs> if this was made today, it would just be a lawsuit of how they oh, had yeah. <laughs> the copyright infringement. This would absolutely. <laughs> oh, and so. She thought that she poisoned him, and the yes. whole time she rushes to the hospital because he just fell because he had a faulty chair. Mm-hmm. And it's like a comedy bearers of they think that it looks like he is bad and got poisoned and stuff because she overhears the doctor say something about a different patient. Mm. But the whole time she just well, has that was the, the he left the room. Yeah, yeah, he got up. He was fine. And, and he that didn't was the room stay. that he went in. Yeah. So he so wasn't in the room. He was in the room. They did do a good job of coming up with a way to make me believe that if that was me, I think I would also believe that he was dead in this scenario. Yeah, they did like a good some, some, realistic job of making of it what, a coincidence. Of the, the, the misunderstanding. Yeah. The misunderstandings in movies in general, let alone in this time period, I could imagine where I'm just like, come on, the, are you fucking stupid? Like that's usually yeah. what I. That's like, usually that would never what I think. Happen. That, yeah. I wouldn't believe that. Yeah, but, but yeah, that, that, that seems good. believable. But that she just kept having the poison just out. Yeah, like she was just holding. Like, why it. did you even bring like, it with you? Yeah. Why didn't you just tell the guy? You think that you were gonna tell the doctor? I accidentally gave him rat poison, and he's gonna yeah, be think, like, "What was the brand?" Was, <laughs> I think she was trying to save him. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. I gotta like, read the box like, of this. <laughs> I should you? say on there what exactly is in there so I can give them the antidote. <laughs> I can make up the antidote from the ingredients. Yeah, why that did you have weird. to bring the box to the hospital and just but, carry it in your purse? And just shaking it around. It looked like it wasn't even closed, like poison was gonna get out and poison more people as they walked. Some, yeah, it's on the in her car seat probably, right? Yeah. Now. Bitches are covered in poison. <laughs> Bitches are covered in poison. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that is kind of where we left off. Yeah, so. I think that's where we left off. We're going back in. We're going back in. That's my shit. That's my, that's my shit. shit. And we're back. Are we back? We're back. And we're back. Can I tell the notes? I took really good notes. I'm proud of these notes. Like, if this was like a, if this was just like the job was to just in like several sentences just describe what happened in. The minutes to a meeting. In Thirty minutes. Yeah, I think I. I think I was. What was the notes? How did you describe it earlier? What is it called? Quick notes. Oh, shorthand. Shorthand. Well, that yeah. was like its own language. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't that. 
at all, but I did a good job. So this is what we this is what we covered. I'm just gonna give a run through, and then we can just chit chat about other after. shit. Okay. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Do it. So since we uh, the last part that we covered, there was a Looney Tunes style mix up at the hospital. Uh, Lily Tomlin, uh, she stole the body of the actual person. Lily Tomlin, right? Yes. Lily Tomlin stole the body of the actual person who died that they think is their boss, who is just in the middle of the hallway, just a dead body in the middle of the hallway. No idea how that could ever just be a mix-up like that, but whatever. Uh, Then Lily Tomlin steals the body by wearing uh, some other person's doctor coat. And uh, is it called a doctor coat? I'm sure it's... Lab coat? Lab coat, Mm -hmm. sure. I don't know. It just didn't sound very official of a term. Uh, And then she puts the body in their trunk after almost crashing their car to find out uh, they find out that they took the wrong person who they, uh, so they then head back to the hospital uh, to, to bring the person back, driving away and lying to the police. They uh, get to the hospital and they leave the dead body there. Uh, the next day at work, they come in and they see that their boss is still alive. Uh, they all talk about it in the bathroom, thinking that because they checked under the stalls that it's safe to talk about what happened the night before. Uh, a woman who's a snitch at the office and actually likes the boss uh, told the boss uh, what happened after she took notes uh, and overheard the conversation. And then the boss uses that information to bribe Dolly into fucking him, which honestly, thinking back about it, it's not the worst trade-off to avoid a possible attempted murder charge. <laughs> but, but I understand why she would not want to. Uh, they wrestle. Dolly ties him up. One thing, uh, the, the other one, I can't remember her name. Not Lily, not Dolly. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. We're not using their movie names. We're yeah. using their real names. Jane Fonda is dumb enough to untie him, which is like, have you seen a cartoon ever? Just a single movie of a bad guy. And you just, he's like, anyways, after she unties him, he decides to run away because she's a dummy. Why the fuck would you do that? Uh, and then he, uh, she shoots at him using Dolly's gun, uh, misses him. Um, but it stops him nonetheless, and then they uh, take him away, tie him up, put him in the trunk. Here we are. Yes, and I want to say they went to his house. I'm not sure where they're at right now. But yeah, we'll find out more of that later because that's where we left off. Yes. We were going to pause earlier, but I wanted you to see that they tied him up mm-hmm. and took him away mm-hmm. in case you didn't I think I assumed that, that he happened. was in there, but I didn't know if he was tied up or if they... I I didn't know if he was just I didn't know exactly so that's good to show I good good synopsis thanks thanks you're good with the summary thanks um I like that Jane Fonda's character evolves and she started out as like the meek mousy like afraid of everything just gonna like I'm getting a job because I got a divorce and now she's like turning into a badass that took out a gun and shot her boss, shot at her boss. Yeah. I didn't think that she would because he was like, she's like, don't stop. Don't, you know, I'll shoot you. And he's like, whatever. And then he just walks away and then she pulled the trigger and they almost made up for the fact that she was dumb enough to let him out to begin with. Yeah. She did fall for the, no, I'll be fine. And I love that during the taking the body and everything from the hospital and getting pulled over by the cops when they had a body in the trunk. Like Dolly was probably the calmest of all of them. Oh yeah. That's why you were laughing at certain parts throughout with that knowledge. Yeah. She was, she was the calmest and she, even when she, she was the one that noticed that it was somebody else's 
I thought this was going to happen. So she crashes the car, and then in my head, I'm like, well, I think just based on the personalities going into the, the actresses in real life, they have Dolly be Dolly, so Dolly's probably going to be the badass that knows how to fix a car, and she's gonna she's the woman that has a gun, so she's probably also the character of the woman that's most likely to know how to fix the car. You know what I mean? So yeah, I thought that that's how it was going to be, and uh, so she and, and that was I think she I don't know if she was looking for what tools to or something, but she was the one that opened up the trunk, and then she noticed that it wasn't uh, who they thought it was; it was some other random dead dude, and she was just calmly like, hmm. Uh, Jane Fonda, can you come over here? Mm-hmm. Can you come back here for a second? Yeah. That just cracked me. Um, <laughs> and then she did that, to, and she, he's like, who's that? And then she's like, I don't know. And then they, like, Lily Tomlin, can you come over here? This is being released well into the future, this episode. But um, today, in real time, in real life, uh, oh, Dolly you, was... Oh, uh, I thought you meant that this, this, this movie didn't come out recently. No, no. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, This it is. podcast didn't come out recently, <laughs> but, uh, or didn't, gotcha. it, it's coming out in the future. But anyway, today in history, uh, Dolly was trending on Twitter. I was like, why? And it was because she was, uh, she, in some interview, she was talking about how she backed Black Lives Matter and said something like, uh, you don't think our little white asses are the most important thing or something like that. I forget exactly what she said, but it made me happy because she's country. So her fan base is going to be conservative because that's the nature of country. And I love that when they ask her stuff, usually she says like, now I don't talk about politics, but everything else, she kind of leans to the left, which makes me happy. Yeah. Here, here's the actual quote. She said, uh, she said, uh, I, I understand people having to make themselves known and felt seen, Parton said, when asked about the protests. And of course, Black Lives Matter. Do we think our little white asses are the only ones that matter? No. That's what she said. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And I like that when they got pulled over, she was all, I got a gun. <laughs> She's just ready to shoot a cop. I'm like, yay, Dolly. <laughs> Cracking me up. They yeah. were totally just like, uh, we need to go, so you need to just let us leave. And the cop's like, oh, I'm sorry. He was like, well, yeah, well, he was like, I'll escort you. And then they were like, no. And then they just drove Well, away. she said that she was a doctor, so that's no, no, how he, she. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what they used uh, to be able to be just, you know, kind of rude or short to the doctor. But at the same time, I just did like how. I thought that that was going to be their way of meeting him halfway was letting him give an escort and she just was like no we don't have time to wait for you. Yeah, this is making me want to watch more Dolly movies. There's more? There's more. <laughs> had no idea. Yeah, that was one of my first concerts too and I have a Dolly Parton Barbie somewhere. Oh man. In my possession. Did you is this a podcast that you mentioned your Dolly Parton story? What else? What other Dolly? Your third grade? Oh, I already mentioned it. You mentioned that on this episode? Okay. Yes. I just I, that I was that, earlier. Yeah. Sorry, we've, we've recorded some Many episodes of things, so I just didn't remember if that was uh, on this episode or not. But yes, yeah. and um, yeah, the Dolly Parton Barbie has bigger boobs than regular Barbie, and a smaller waist. <laughs> it's proportioned to Dolly. I'm mad because I don't have her original outfit for some reason. That's lost on the on the Barbie. 
Yeah, like Dolly just, came with her original Dolly clothes. You have the Dolly Parton Barbie? Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> no, you just said, you just stated that the Dolly Parton Barbie, just about it. Or maybe I misheard you, but I thought that you were just giving me facts about the Dolly Parton Barbie. I didn't know that oh, you were saying no, that. Oh, no, no, I haven't. Oh, okay. In my possession somewhere in my stuff. It, is that worth something? Nah, not really. What? Especially because she doesn't have her original clothes. I lost her clothes, but... I have pictures of You're me. You're going to have to wait for her to die before it's worth something? I have pictures of me going to see Dolly Parton, and I took the Dolly Parton Barbie, me and uh, Michelle, the white girl that used to live with us, and we went to see Dolly Parton. We took the, we each had a Dolly Parton Barbie, and at the concert at uh, DTE Energy Music Theater in Michigan, which used to be Pine Up. We waved our Dolly Parton Barbie in the air, hoping <laughs> that she would see it from the stage. We were way too far. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, it's brand new in the box. The original one is worth $80. Is that a completed auction or what they want for it? Because that's, that's what that they goes. want and everybody yeah. wants, but that's what everybody's asking for. Well, she's not new in the box. I took her out and I played with her. She made out with Ken. As Everything low happened. as 53. I didn't know there were so many different Barbie dollies. There wasn't oh, just one. I only know one. And um, there's a 1996 limited edition. Oh, yeah, no, there's I don't have nine, that. that one's I actually, had the 70s. Or yeah, the 71 one. is actually worth more. Yeah. And that was one Dolly Parton concert. And another Dolly Parton concert, my friend taught me how to tie my shoes. Wow. That, how did. <laughs> how are you, Do you remember any more details about how you were taught? Was there a, any rhyming or any method? Was it like no. a big daddy loop, swoop, and pull? What was it like? No, she just told me. I mean, she was a kid too, so she didn't have any. Oh wow, like, you learned how to tie your shoes from a kid. Yeah, I don't think anybody in the world besides you has ever learned how to tie that. That's an adult thing. I don't know. You got kids teaching kids. Where, where were the adults in either of your lives? They were there at the concert too, and they just let a kid teach you. It was at the Michigan State Fair. They used to have. Free concerts. So we would just go see crazy. all these. To me, that's like a 16-year-old teaching somebody how to drive. It's just like, you just learned this shit. Yeah, yeah. She was only like three years older than me or something. Oh, my God. And you know. and you were in the third grade, you said? Or what grade? How old were you? Oh, this or was younger. Other? I was probably like five and she was oh, eight wow. or something. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes more sense. The third grade, you definitely would have learned that. Yeah, that. I already knew that. <laughs> I was a Dolly fan for a while. Oh, wow. I had a lot of eight tracks. I also like the fact that when they were discussing all this in the bathroom at work, they were smoking cigarettes. And I thought it was like they were hiding to smoke. But no, there was an ashtray in the bathroom. Oh, wow. For that's them hilarious. to smoke. That cracked me up. Yeah, that's great. I love that their way of checking. If somebody was in the bathroom, was just looking under the stalls when it's like, no, you're talking about attempted murder and criminal activity. Just open up the fucking doors. Yeah. I mean, like, but that's go, how go everybody looks that's to how see it, if someone's in the bathroom. Yeah, that's how you look for gossip, not for attempted murder. You I fucking guess, do yeah. a bigger sweep of the scene. But, yeah. you know, but hey, shit happens. It's it's not like if that's the most unrealistic part of the movie, then it's, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty well thought out movie. That's how you... Look to see, guys don't do this. Girls, some girls will go in the bathroom, look under the stalls to see if someone's in there because you have to poop and you don't want to poop with another girl in the room. Oh, wow. I know I've looked under the stall. I think the only times that I've like 
that I can remember looking under the stalls was when I was pooping in the women's bathroom. Oh, in the women's bathroom? Yeah, that's really the only reason for me to look under the stalls. Yeah, because you to, guys just I'm not supposed shit to, in front of each other all well, the time. I'm not supposed to be in this bathroom. But, yeah. it, it, but in my high school, they're fucking kids and high school kids are fucking crazy. You Boys, went to the dude, girls' bathroom the, in high school? I shit in every, literally down to the teacher's lounge, I shit in every single form of a bathroom in, wow. in high school. Uh, it, the, the men's bathrooms were closed after school because the men, the boys, would fucking rip the doors off. One time, uh, a janitor walked in in the middle of our uh, track. Uh, or during Before track practice, we would meet up with the coach, and he was a math teacher, so we would like do school work right after school before we go to track practice. And one time, a janitor walked in and said, Someone shit in the sink again. <laughs> just, and I was like, again. And I was just like, who the fuck is doing this? Cereal. I was like, and, sink and, and, shitter. And, so she's like, I'm, I'm, you know, so she's like, I'm cleaning it up, but going forward, like, she's like, this shit only happens. This you had a female janitor? Yeah. Wow. But she's like, well, we have lots of janitors, but that one, this one was, was a female. And she's like, I'm not doing this anymore. You know what I mean? She's like, I'm, I'm, this only happens after school. Nobody's shitting in the, in the middle of the school day. They do it after school. They think it's funny because less people around, you won't get noticed as much. She's like, from now, so, so th- there was no rule. Like, nobody, nobody talked about this. We just literally didn't have open bathrooms. I was like, so what if you have to shit and you're a boy? What do you do? Like, this wasn't, there wasn't no announcement made. This was just, this was just janitors taking their li- taking their own fucking. Taking matters <laughs> taking into their <laughs> own hands. <laughs> that was really all it was. So I was like, I'm going to shit, though. I'm not going to not shit. That's, I'm sure, going to be a future I've never movie, been- but Breakfast Club. <laughs> that was the like the janitor in that movie had the scene where he just like had the speech where he's like I'm the eyes and ears of this entire establishment. Oh and god, he was yeah, he was a badass because he was the janitor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, school janitors, they mm-hmm. some of them got it going on, man. They do. But anyways, a uh, great movie. All right, well we're going into the end. Going into the end. We got to see what happens. Right now, he's tied up. Tied up in what might be his house. We'll I find think it's out. It's his house because if you remember, he said his wife was going away for two weeks or two months. I forget what it was, but she's going on some fancy cruise or some fancy vacation because uh, yeah. he sent her away. It's like uh, he doesn't that's really. That's why he offered for Dolly to come home to his yeah, house yeah. because he knew his wife wouldn't be home. Because it was like okay, he doesn't. So that makes sense. They make it seem like he doesn't really love his wife and his, make it seem like his wife just takes his money and he's got tons of money and stuff. And the he had bought Dolly a scarf. Like he had, in the beginning, asked uh, Lily Tomlin to go buy a scarf for his wife. Then he gave Dolly the scarf. Then Dolly tied him up with a phone cord and put the scarf in his mouth as a gag. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, the scarf's been around. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. So, all right, going in. All right, talk to you soon. That's my shit. That's my shit. That's my shit. That's my shit. shit. That's my shit. And we're back. <laughs> Do we need a different way to come back? Or nah. is just that it? It's just you're always back when you say, and we're back. I think that's good. Um, I did take his good notes, but you know what? It was because it was, it, was, it was a damn good movie. Yeah, he was tied up in the trunk. They let him out. They yeah. found a way to a contraption they bought from like the hardware store to finagle him into, I don't know, a dog harness. So like it looked like a, um, what was it? like a garage door 
contraption yeah. that yeah. there was a button. If he got out of hand, it would retract and he would spring up there into was a the dummy ceiling. In there was a dummy in it when they looked at it at the store as if it was made for a person. It, well, I, I, I think that one was the thing. Part of what they the looked at. Part of the harness was for like skydiving or something like mm, that. Okay. And and then there was just pulleys and chains and dog collars and all this shit. And they had him tied up. They made a lot of changes in the office while he was gone. They had dirt on him because he they found in his house um, that he was supposed to have a bunch of inventory in a warehouse, but instead he sold all the inventory to make money and then somehow pretended he still had this inventory. So he was taking money something, from the company that yeah, we still don't know what the fuck they do. Something, something, extortion, something, something. Yeah, and, and then uh, and they this, had to wait six weeks for the paperwork of an invoice. It thought it'd be a week and then... I love how that would never happen now. Like, we can get you the invoice in six weeks when the horse drives the mail to the... Rides the mail over to from... Yeah, like that plot Where, line, you, that? You, if you wanted it to be, we have to keep him for six weeks. I don't even know if that would work in today's, you'd have to come up with a more unrealistic, it would be more unrealistic today. Yeah. You'd have to be, what would you even say? So they had one person that actually cared he was gone, which was the snitch woman that told on them to begin with. And they sent her away on a trip to go learn a language because she would just do anything the boss said. And besides that, she it, nobody cared that he was gone. And then they realized they could forge his name on memos. So they did all this stuff in the office to make the office better. And then his wife came back early. So she, it, well, she, he found a nail file. And so he sawed his way out of the thing for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then... And then she came back early, and uh, apparently, I don't know if Because Dolly was sending her flowers, so she thought that that was from her husband, so she, like, missed him and came back early. Yeah, and then he sent her away. I don't understand why he sent her away, but anyway, he sent the wife away. He told the wife that he was doing some, like, exercise, and that's what the contraption was. He sent her away to a hotel, and then... She called Dolly, and then they figured out that he was broken free. For the last three days. And he got all the inventory back in the warehouse, so he thought that he had turned everything around. He pulled the gun on them and took them into the office with a gun at gunpoint. And then the head of everything, who looked like Colonel Sanders for some reason. Yeah, he um, he, uh, uh, absolutely did. Down to the outfit, hair. Yeah, for some reason, the owner of the company is Colonel Sanders. And then he came down and uh, told uh, the boss that he loved everything that they had been doing, so he thought that he was the one who did it. And so then, because he did such a great job, they wanted him to go work in Brazil. And that was... With, because with he the worked, boss. because the boss works in Brazil, and he wanted him to be his like right hand man in Brazil, because he because yeah. he he raised production by twenty percent in six weeks or uh, not in six weeks. I forgot what it was, but during that whole time, there was a guy that was walking around who looked very snitchy himself. So we were supposed to believe that he was going to like somehow get the women in trouble because he looked all snitchy. Did you notice that? Yeah, I think he was just telling the boss maybe Yeah, he was just keeping notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what it was in yeah. retrospect because okay, he was there yeah, next to Colonel Sanders telling, at the end. Yeah, he but was telling I, the boss all the good stuff. And he was. Yeah. it made it look to the 
audience that he yes. was doing something bad. So that was another stressor. And then at the end, um, they, what? they, she ended up getting, uh, Lily Tomlin got his job basically, or if not above that, I don't remember what his title was, but she became vice president. But the things that they did to make the office better were hilarious. Like at the beginning, they're like, you can't have pictures of your family on your desk. And it was colorful. They had, they, they made the schedule, the schedules could be flexible. They could do whatever they call that. You know, people could split a shift basically for people that just wanted to per, uh, work part time. I guess before there was no part time. They had a daycare. It was like Google for the eight, for like in, in 1980. For 1980, it and, really was. That's hilarious. Was, yeah, it, it was. It was. It was well above its time. I, I'm pretty sure Google. I don't know when that came out, but there mm-hmm. was. The, yeah, it was very ahead of its time. And one thing that I liked was even the honesty in the negative parts of it was that the man who was the chairman that came to visit, who was complimenting all of the things that were done wonderfully, the new things to the office, he said. Uh, like quietly to to the boss, he was like, uh, who's lower than him, but I don't know his name. So the chairman and then the boss is lower Mr. than Hart him. Mr. Hart. Mr. Hart, yeah. So he was telling Mr. Was Hart, he was, like, he's like, he's like, everything's great, except for that equal pay thing. We're going to we're gonna have to get rid of that. Yeah, and, they couldn't I, make it too unrealistic oh, to, that was to beautiful. pretend that women got equal pay. Well, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's not a thing. That's amazing. That, that, that would have kind of almost been a fault in the movie. That's a good part of the movie. Part yeah. of the reason that it's movie is is part of the reason that it was good is because it was realistic down to the fact of like, yeah, there, were, there weren't, they didn't, you know, it's not like there was only one dude who was a piece of shit. Everybody was a dude that was a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, 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 you know, the good and the bad was accurate. Yeah. I liked the accuracy. They didn't try to make it be like, and then women lived happily ever after, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then the credits, oh my God, the credits were hilarious. The, the credits of the movie, where what the movie's done, right. end of movie, and then you just were just like one makeup person. Oh yeah, that the credits are so small in a movie in 1980. Yeah, and there was just like there was just nowadays yeah, it was like you'd be costume like costume designer, just a dude, just one dude. You're like just, just dude one named dude, Dan, who just went, just to, went Sears. to Sears and bought <laughs> dresses. Like wow, it was one guy. It was he no, just like did all the outfits, and um. And the then, end, it de- it said dedicated to all the women in the workforce. <laughs> and <laughs> to, to the working women in the work. Yeah, I, I loved that because that also showed, it kind of reminded me how much companies nowadays are pandering because of Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And because like this was 1980. And that you know, it's not like forty years ago. They were forty like, years ago. They were like, you know, all the women who sacrifice and work and just and then, go out there and try. Like in that time period, like the, the, they were trying to present the idea of like going forward, we're going to start treating women a lot better in nineteen eighty. Yeah. Then it's nineteen eighty one or ninety eighty two was exactly the same. You know what I mean? But uh, I still liked the progressiveness uh, of the movie. Uh, it was well put together movie. It was well acted. Uh, Dolly Parton, when they did the part at the end, where they're like, so-and-so becomes uh, the secretary. Somebody else married the Xerox guy. Like they say what the characters were going to do in the future. And they said, Dolly Parton be- quits her job to becomes a country music star. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. That was great. They just don't take Dolly out of Dolly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was great. I like there was a line in the movie when they were trying to figure out what to do with the boss when they had him tied up. 
And she just said, we can get a Wrangler over to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. A Wrangler? The fuck is a Wrangler? Yeah, no, but she was a badass. Yeah, I love that. Her gun came into play mm-hmm. many times. Mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah. It, uh... I like that there was a montage when they were showing them put all the implement all the new things all the good things and they had like nine to five playing but it was like the jazzy orchestra version yeah i noticed that, that. always cracks they were doing that kind of throughout the whole movie you know the whole movie they kind of had a jazzy orchestra version of nine to five and there was a point when jane fonda the um she had gotten divorced and so her husband came like Oh yeah, fucking stalked her and found her at the boss's house because they all took turns taking care of the boss while he was tied up. And the secretary, he was fucking the and reason that the marriage that her marriage failed. His his new relationship didn't work out. Yeah, after so he a week. wanted to get back with Jane, and then he, the uh, boss, was getting away, was untying himself, and he ended up. The ex husband saw the boss, and then thought it was S and M. Yeah. BDSM shit because it looked like it and she was just she just was like and she yeah, just went along with it yeah it I loved sucks. that but that was that was improv that was the the funniest way for this scene to go is to is to yes and yeah that was, she said yeah it is and that was way better because sometimes especially in that time period of movies they did that thing too often where the person would try to explain something that clearly the person's not gonna you would never in real life ever explain like if he's like what's going on here you know and he you know like i could picture any other movie with worse writing it would have just been like what's going on here and then she tries to explain it and she's just like well our boss uh we had to tie him up and uh you know we're waiting weeks for some paperwork so we can bribe him you know what i mean like that crazy thing where you're like nobody's gonna fucking believe that that's like the people that try to explain that you know aliens are real in a movie and it's like why did you even nobody's gonna believe that if your dog starts talking to you in a movie you 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 can't tell anybody because nobody's gonna believe you and you're a crazy person they didn't do it. They didn't. It's what they didn't do. There were so many things that I was like, a movie of this time period is clearly going to make not mistakes because that was what was common in movies in the time period, but a lot of just corny things. And they but didn't I, do it. I like that she was just like, I'm a badass since you've been gone. Yeah. So she was just like, I'll do what I want. She's like, I smoke pot now. Yeah. And he's like, well, I see what it's done to you. I love that line. She was all proud because she smoked pot. Mm -hmm. She smoked one joint. She was like, I'm wild. I don't need you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was great. And uh, And this movie gave me way more anxiety than I remember. I remember loving this movie as a child, but I don't usually like movies like this now. Like action-y, all this stuff is happening and uh, all the like comedy of errors or chasing and I don't know what's I like movies now that are like I don't know Zoe Deschanel laying in the grass talking to a dude I don't know those weird like <laughs> indie films where I'm like oh that looks like a fun movie she works mm-hmm. at a record store I don't know that's what I watch yeah. now I don't usually you watch, watch you the watch like Juno. yeah I don't usually watch <laughs> well we did see can't remember what it, the one with Issa Rae and like lately now when oh, yeah. there is girl movies, girl movies meaning like romantic comedies, rom coms, they end up 
lately putting together some like man aspect to it. Like there's some kind of shootout and car chase, but it's still a romance. And I think that's just so that when a dude takes a girl on a date, he's still like kind of happy because he gets to watch a fight. Yeah, they, they're, they're doing that with everything. They're making so many movies, they can't make anything one specific genre. It has to be, this is a comedy action film. Like, I think it's because... Who was it recently that just told me, uh, real quick, I know uh, they're cutting you off, uh, the, uh, who explained to me, like, the movie Caddyshack, that was a comedy about, I think the whole movie took place in 24 hours, 48 hours. Like, I don't even know the length of time. But it was, it was just funny shit that happened to people. And that was it. And that can't happen in movies anymore. You know what I mean? Like, like now comedies are, uh, are knocked up in 40 year old, ver- like they're, they're like some crazy exp- hangover like that. No, that's yeah. a better example. Yeah. Hangover is what a comedy is now. I feel somebody like- has to almost die. We have to see somebody naked. A car has to blow up. It's gotta be like seven different genres. Just be, I don't know if that's their way of being like, look, there's less, nobody's going to movie theaters anymore. Let's just make a movie that makes everybody happy. It's just blending. It's going in the same direction as music where you're like, why don't we just make everything in one song? I feel like the first time I saw a comedy that was like weird, weird was there's something about Mary with the jizz uh, in the hair. And then that was like, oh my God, that's outlandish. And oh my crazy. God, that is true. Thinking about that. That was true back then. That was crazy. That was that as crazy was as movies was going to get. Jizz in the hair. You're yeah. not going to top jizz in the hair in a movie. And then after that, then it kept being those kind of things where at first I was like, this is crazy, hilarious. And then you couldn't see a movie without like, oh, his testicles are stuck in a zipper. Yeah. Like, oh, we have to see this now. Like, What it, movie is that? I forgot. There's one. I think it's Ben Stiller. Who is it? I don't uh, remember now. But hold somebody, on, Meet the Fockers? Somebody zips their oh, dick in awful. a zipper. Oh, that was something about Mary. Oh, in that the beginning was of it, and his dad saw it. It's the same guy, oh, Meet the Fockers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they okay. were both in it. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, anyways, that whole uh, thing. Uh, well, Meet the Parents was the same kind of thing yeah. with the cat all crazy. It goes too far. Like, um, oh, I'm never going to remember it. But there's movies. There was some movie with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I don't remember what it was called. Sure, there was, but no, I know there was. I just can't remember the name of it. Um, (laughs) But that was like, uh, oh, this is a fun movie to watch, and then it goes to this point where it's like that would never happen in a million years. Although this movie had that aspect where I'm like, oh yeah, this is crazy over the top. So I don't usually like stuff like that now, even though I really loved this movie at the time I'm like well i guess i was more into action when i was eight because actually i think of some other movies that i was down with when i was eight i, I just know. if you would have asked me how many movies could i watch for the first time that came out in 1980 and enjoy i would have said zero <laughs> i would have said confidently i would have been arrogant about it I would have been like, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but it just I feel like, the, and I feel like most people agree with this that there's just a lot of things that, looking back, you might only like because you saw it when it came out. Most people's favorite things are, you know, things that were popular during their childhood. Their favorite athlete, their favorite musician, their favorite whatever, you know, usually isn't changing as an adult. You might have only liked it because you were younger, and so I, 
I thought that there would be like a, uh, it's, it's going to be fun to watch just for the sake of laughing at it. Like but Xanadu. Like or? Xanadu. But this was, this was nothing like Xanadu. <laughs> Xanadu shouldn't have happened. This was a good <laughs> movie. <laughs> Xanadu had more plot holes than it had plot. It was like, <laughs> that won't make sense. This was great. All right. Well. Solid movie. That was still great. I don't remember the last time I saw it. Yeah. Now um, I need to figure out when Lily Tomlin's hand uh, thing at the Chinese theater gets rescheduled. Her hand thing? I told you she was doing her handprints oh, at the yes. Chinese theater yes, yes. right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yes. And I was going to go. I had you it in gonna. my calendar. Mm-hmm. And I uh, could have walked there. Mm-hmm. No. And uh, Dolly, I don't know, maybe we'll, I don't know where she lives now. Maybe by Dollywood in Knoxville. But uh, maybe we'll see her at a protest. Yeah. I don't know. And then Jane Fonda, we'll definitely see at a protest. I'm surprised we haven't yet. Because that <laughs> bitch goes to jail every few months. Mm-hmm. Fucking Jane Fonda goes to jail and she's old as fuck. Mm-hmm. And she's just fucking smiling. Mm-hmm. Just going to jail. All fuck yeah. the police have been arrested more times than everybody. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, there's the other show. Well, their show I had you watch. I said that before. Uh, Frankie and Johnny. Frankie and Johnny. It was. Uh, oh, well, we watched one episode and we haven't. I think only one episode. We haven't watched the rest. It's on Netflix. It's Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. And they are. Well, they weren't even friends yet. The first episode was. Um, when did it come out? Um. Uh, 80, we 90, watched 2000, it. It came out like last year. Oh, oh, um, yeah, I remember that. One of them is married to a gay guy, and yeah. the gay guy left her, and they were friends, and they're staying. Well, they weren't even friends. They were staying together at a house on accident, and then um, they one of them does acid mm-hmm. on the beach. Yeah. I have a lot of friends who are way down with that and uh, with that or that show. And uh-huh. They're like, you gotta watch it. And uh, so yeah, I get, now I'm more motivated to watch mm-hmm. it because they've been good together since 1980 at least. So yeah, so if you haven't seen this movie yet, and you watch and you just listen to this whole podcast, and you with with the spoils that you that you just had, uh, go watch it. Check it out. Yeah. Or uh, hopefully you watched it before. I just like to think everybody's doing stuff with us. We're playing <laughs> along at home. <laughs> but yeah, thanks. That's my shit. Thank you for listening to That's My Shit. If you enjoyed this podcast, which you know you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe. We're on all podcast platforms all social media so check us out and check us out individually on social media as well i'm at jeff horst j-e-f-f-h-o-r-s-t-e on all social media i'm esther toy e-s-t-h-e-r-t-o-i on all social media this episode is sponsored by Neck Sofa. If you've got some neck issues, some back issues, it's way better than a neck, uh, than your typical neck pillow. It's got some sturdiness to it, but it it uh, is still very comfortable. Go to NeckSofa.com. Use the coupon code Jeff15 for 15% off. And check out our other podcast, We're Freaking Out, where 
uh, we freak out about stuff. Social issues, um, television shows, more current events. So find We're Freaking Out, all podcasts, platforms, and social media. And we are on the Planet Ant Podcast Network, so go to planetantpodcast.com and check out all of the other podcasts they have to offer. Planet Ant is a non-for-profit theater in Hamtramck, Michigan, and one day it'll be open again. So check them out and check them out on all social media at Planet Ant D-E-T. Love you all. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast.